Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pixide Podcast. My name is Joel Moraner and I'm here with Andrew Velez and Joel Dells. And this is now episode 141. In this episode, we are going to talk about the Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence duel, Texans shocking the Chargers, Joe Burrow's historic game, if the Titans will play spoilers to the Dolphins' playoff hopes, and more. A quick Patreon shout out to Epic Lankness. Travis Ball, Aaron Moran, Matthew Jimenez, it's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Mario, Langston, Jazzy, Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Brian, Ricky, E, Enzo, Sean Solis, Sean Muffins, John, Sean Triplett, Court Cousins, Ben Mack, P. Dot, George, Hakari, Mateen, Dave Two Freedom, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua, man. Ooh, back on the good <laughs> He's side. Back. He's, He's back. back. <laughs> he I apologized. He messaged Formal me. Formal apology. He messaged me privately, like I wanted. Hit me on the side. Said, "Bro, I'm sorry for disrespecting Hackensack." He's real. He's real for that. Beef's gone. Yeah. We have three new Patreons. I saw that. Yeah. Travis Ball. Thank you. Aaron Moran, who they have been our Patrons for for a while, but. I don't know why I just I never put them on here ah, to shout okay. them out. So uh-huh. they actually deserve a couple oh, shout outs. Absolutely. You know? Big shout outs. I'm glad so. we're giving them their ISO yes, shout out. Absolutely. And then today, Epic Lankness. I, I don't know shout if I'm saying Epic, that man. right. It's L A N K Y N E S S. So lankiness. That right. Yeah. Lankiness. Yeah, like KD. Epic yeah. lankiness. Yeah. yeah. Epic lank lankiness. Yes. yes. Yeah, shout perfect, out to him. he's in our Discord and he he's very active on there. He I always saw, he, he brings some great nice, basketball a discussion. Nice message today. Yeah, he did. Shout out to him. Yeah. What did he say to you? It was no, he sent it to all of us, yes. saying that he respects us. He's been watching us for a while now, and he, he figured that. that he show us a little extra appreciation. That's awesome, bro. He's yeah, real. shout out to him. He's shout real. out to him. He's definitely one of the more important persons in the Discord. Definitely. He's always active and talking about basketball. This episode, let it, him know about the Discord. Okay, after the New Year. Okay, after the new year. Okay. Right, no, I'm saying. You let them know. All right. So listen, if you want to get in the Discord for free, join now. You have until New Year's to do so. After New Year's, you got to become a Patreon member to get back in. We've been having this exclusive deal for a little while now, but it's coming to an end, unfortunately. So after New Year's, we're going to stop allowing people to come to the Discord. But we want you guys to keep joining the Discord. Keep keep joining. You have up until New Year's to do so. But then after, come join the Patreon. It's kind of lit over here. Yeah, and once we have more time, we'll definitely do some Patreon exclusive episodes. We did one; it's like three hours long, about there. But you know, we just really don't be having the time with like doing two episodes a week and three episodes and working and stuff like Facts. that. But we'll get more to it, a hundred percent. We got to do right by them. This past Sunday, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence faced off. They did, and if, if you can see right now, I have the Zach Wilson jersey. I have. The New York Jets Cup souvenir cup I bought with my Jets rewards. I had forty dollars in Jets rewards. I bought a premium sausage; it was juicy. Mm, yeah, and I bought some chicken tenders with some fries. They were tendering up my mouth, man. Nice, it was bro. That's nice, bro. I love that That's for you. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Stadium food is not as bad as people think it is. It's yeah, it's, it's expensive, expensive, but it's facts. definitely but good. Smacks. Oh, it yeah, it does smack. Yeah. The pre meals be having the peppers on it. I man, I love. We used it. to get. Um, I used to work for the Jets, and they used to give us like gift cards to get lunch or whatever. Depending on the time we were working, the best was it's in the um, damn, it's in like one of the suites, like the MetLife suite or whatever. But it was like fifteen dollars. It was wings. You would get like thirty wings. They were phenomenal, Goodness. and they were like relatively cheap. They were like thirty wings. It was a ton of wings. Like I would be stuffed after. Like you're not putting another 
piece of meat in my body type shit. Um, <laughs> but they were so good. They were so good. You got to you you try them. <laughs> oh, my God. Started early. No, I had nachos, actually, when I went into the suite. Uh, they, they blessed, like, four different types of meats, the cheese, jalapenos. Nah, they do right in yeah. the sweets. Jalapenos are good. Sometimes they be kicking nah, a little bit too much, too though. spicy. Nah, because they put, Depends. like, 20 jalapenos on. Yeah. That's when I'm... I don't know. Sometimes There's some jalapenos that aren't spicy, Yeah, though. facts. Sometimes Pickles they're mad spicy. Sometimes they're not at all. It's the seeds. I had nachos last night, and it wasn't spicy at all. That's a shame. Yeah, I had I nachos the other night, too. I thought I was going to have to use the bathroom. I didn't, though. My body is pretty good at handling nachos. Oh, no. Nine out of ten times, what goes in goes out. My stomach is terrible. Yeah, we know. It's terrible. Ugh. Well, he, he's lactose intolerant. He swears he's not. Now we're bro, getting to the ice cream. Like, now we're yeah. getting to the bullying. Listen, bro, I enjoy a nice sweet treat some, no, from time that, to time. No, there's nothing wrong with that, but you also can't complain about your stomach when you do it. That's the only problem I have. All right. But please, you know, live bro, your best life. you like a baby. I mean, he's looking out. He's being. A I've good been friend. dealing with this for like seven years. <laughs> I'm, I'm like over it at this point. Like. <laughs> no, it's facts. So it's facts. To talk about the Zach Wilson versus Trevor Lawrence duel, we're going to talk about who played better. The Jets won the game twenty six to twenty one. I think both quarterbacks had a phenomenal game I in agree. their own right. I agree. And even though I have this Jets jersey, I will not be biased in saying that Zach Wilson played better. Like he had the better game. And that is that is just what it is. I, I'll say this. Okay. Trevor Lawrence throwing the football was better than Zach. I agree. And I think he had more opportunities to throw as well. I, I thought the Jets, we did a much, despite being out our receivers and our linemen, the Jets did a really great job at helping Zach. The offensive line, I think, played very well. Connor McGovern was huge at center. They were opening up a lot of holes for Mike Carter to get through. Then... Also, I think the play calling was helping out Zach a bit. Running backs helped out Zach. Trevor, I didn't see as much help. You know, even though he did have a lot of help, Trevor had a lot of time to throw in the pocket. And they have a the Jaguars have a top 15 offensive line. It's not like the Jaguars offensive line it, it stinks and Lawrence is, is getting David Card. It's not happening. Their offensive line is good. There were some times where he had like seven seconds to throw in the Jets. There were some big-time plays missed. Trevor Lawrence threw a, a bomb to Treadwell in like th- their first drive, and Treadwell just dropped it. Yep. He, didn't, he didn't secure the catch. But then there were some other instances where Trevor Lawrence overshot Marvin Jones on a double move in the end zone. Yeah. Would have been a touchdown. He overshot him. Another one where he threw it deep, Tavon Austin. He, he overshot him by just a little bit. Yeah. It was just a hair off of Tavon Austin, and he's, a, he's really fast, so... If you're overthrowing him, like, you know, it wasn't that accurate of a pass. So Lawrence played well. He had 280 yards. He completed 67% of his passes. He rushed for 37 yards. So he had 317 total yards compared to Wilson's 193 yards in total and two touchdowns. But Zach had the highlight play of the day. The 52-yard run, it looked like a sack. He escaped it. When talking about Lawrence versus Wilson, Zach Wilson is much better in the pocket. He has much better pocket presence. There are times where Trevor Lawrence bails out of it way too quickly. Okay. If he once he feels once he feels a little bit, yeah, he instantly goes out. He doesn't step up in the pocket. He doesn't stay put. He is he is very uneasy in the pocket, and that's where he has to work, he has to work on that. Yeah, with Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is very calm. He can stay. There can be a lot of people in front of him, and he'll still make that throw, and he'll still step into that throw. You know, Lawrence. 
He had Marvin Jones. He had Chenault. He had Treadwell in the game. Zach Wilson, he only had Braxton Berrios. Like, yeah. Keelan Cole was okay. Smith dropped a crucial third down. Berrios was our best weapon. He had a kick return touchdown. Phenomenal. But really, we didn't, there was nobody that, that really separated for the Jets like the Jaguars. I mean, the Jaguars, it felt like every other play, somebody was getting wide open on a crossing route. And I think that was a lot of miscommunication. I think that's why Ashton Davis left the game. Because Ashton Davis, there were many times where uh, him and him and um, Eccles would, would would not communicate well. And then a guy would be, you know, going free on a crossing route. Zach Wilson did have three potential interceptions, but the first one was his fault. Yeah. The first one he Bad just throw. did he just didn't see the safety. That was Andre Cisco. Andre Cisco broke on it. Zach caught a break there. But the he other two it a drop? It the interception? Pretty, yeah. No, yeah. it wasn't incomplete because the ball hit the ground. That's what yeah. I was. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really close. It, it was close. Yeah. It was very close. The second one, Zach Wilson threw it to Tyler Croft, and he just yeah, he didn't handle it. the ball. And I'm trying to remember the third one. The last one. one was he threw it and it hit the defensive lineman in the face mask. And oh yeah, the helmet the exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was that was actually the second one. The one to the Croft, third one was a Croft. The one, one to Croft was yeah. close, just because he I threw feel it like in it double covers. No. He, it I hit, saw the, the ball kind of came out weird. Hands, but no, Croft should have caught, caught it, though. It was a tough ball to throw in double coverage. Yeah. You're but really asking it. a lot. No, and I respect it. Yeah. And it was a decent ball, but you're asking a lot of a tight end to make that play. And Tyler Croft, nonetheless. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, so I wrote down here, basically, I talked about the two potential interceptions. The Jets miscues. Our right guard kept getting beat. I think that was Van Roten. Yeah. I really wasn't sure. Some plays, Zach really didn't have a chance. Like, there was nobody he can throw it to. Smith, the drop on third down. And Mims also dropped a touchdown. Mims is Mims dropped a touchdown. He's been extremely disappointing. Yeah, disappointing. And for the for um for Trevor Lawrence, Treadwell dropping that big time touchdown, and also just Trevor Lawrence overshooting his guys. But for the most part, I think both of them had really great games, and I think they had a plus games. I think they did. For me, my biggest takeaway was Trevor Lawrence played very well in my opinion. However, his receivers needed to help him out a bit. The one to Marvin Jones that he overthrew him, that's the one that sticks out to me that I really look at and think Trevor Lawrence wishes that he had back. Other than that, Marvin Jones had a plethora of drops. You mentioned Treadwell dropping that touchdown. I would say the one in the end zone, I thought Bryce Hall got his hand in there. It was the one that was in the, the yes. back. I thought he got in at the last second, but it was it was right on the money. He made a good play, in my a, opinion. What I love to see from Trevor Lawrence is, again, they're playing the Jets, and the Jets have the worst-ranked defense right now. However, the confidence that Trevor Lawrence was showing himself making these throws, I like to see a lot of people are talking trash on Trevor Lawrence's name right now. And the stats, to a degree, I guess it's a little bit justifiable. That being said, he's a rookie. He's in the, he's on the Jaguars, one of the worst situations in the league. One of, I wouldn't say the worst. I feel like Zach's probably in a little bit worse situation, in my opinion. But he's not in a great situation at all. That being said, the confidence that he showed on Sunday was very exciting to see. He's not hesitating to throw the ball deep. If he has some space and he sees his guy open, he's letting it fly. If he feels like there's a window that he can fit it in, he's letting it fly. His receivers need to start making some plays. Other than that, I'm not trying to take anything away from Zach Wilson. I think he had a really great game. Uh, the fact that he didn't try to do too much, he took what the defense gave him. If the defense was pressuring him and trying to take the, the shots away from him, he went, he scrambled outside the pocket, and he made plays happen. Arguably the biggest play of the season. I don't know which, which you guys would choose, the Titans player, this play. Him rushing for the touchdown was huge. Jay Feely was extremely disrespectful, he was. saying that this was his only special play of the season. Yeah. He didn't watch the Tennessee game. That ball to Corey Davis was absolutely mint. Well, that's why he's a kicker. <laughs> True. 
I don't know which one you guys would choose. It's pretty debatable. This rush play was exciting, it though. Was. The fact that he he hop-stepped out of that tackle and, and cribbed it, that was fantastic. It's close for me to choose who had the better performance. I feel like Trevor's, Trevor's passing ability on Sunday was a lot more exciting for me to see. But Zach Wilson, for what he was given or what he was able to do with what he was allowed was impressive as well. So n- no disrespect to either quarterback. I just give the inch to Trevor just because he showed me a little bit more with his arm. Yeah, Trevor also lost James Robinson. That's true. <clears throat> so, you know, first series of the game, second series of the game, Preston torn Achilles. Tr- prayers yeah. to James prayers Robinson. To James Robinson. I, I hope mean, you're okay, King. We saw Cam Akers. Back next year. We saw Cam Akers. That's why it's, that's why it's brutal. Because James Robinson, I'm sorry, man. No, I, it means James Robinson had just been battling all season with not just – the opponents and them really throwing everything at him, but his coaching as well, them not giving him the strongest chance to succeed, understanding that Travis Etienne is knocking on his doorstep and the unfortunate news that he's going in and to have to have Achilles surgery is tragic. Yeah, James Robinson, it's going to be hard for him next year. I know we saw Cam Akers come back in five months. I don't know if that's going to be the norm moving forward with Achilles injuries, but he's dealing with the Achilles injuries, and now Travis Etienne is going to be coming back, first-round pick, who has obviously a much longer time to heal from this injury. So hopefully James Robinson can come back because when you know when he's healthy, he's one of the better running backs in the league. When it comes to Trevor Lawrence and Zach, you guys said a lot of what I was going to mention already. I did think Zach probably overall had a bit of a better game, but in terms of just throwing the ball, I thought Trevor Lawrence looked a lot better than Zach personally. This is some of his best throwing of the season. Yeah, one thing that I would say is, because you brought this up, that his pocket awareness isn't the best with Trevor Lawrence, which I agree with in terms of he does scramble out of the pocket too soon. This is feel. His feel in yeah, the pocket. That's, there was that's one fair. specifically that he just broke out and it kind of allowed the defender to get a uh, a, a cut on him. And that, that happens. Like he, he runs into those sacks. That's fair. One thing I do think he does a great job at, which I hope Zach can take from, is when he does stay in the pocket, I feel like he's very strong. Correct. And he moves up in the pocket well. His feet are always set, and he makes a strong throw. That's one area which you mentioned last week where Zach has some issues with his feet, and he does that too. I know you say he's calm in the pocket, and I think he's almost calm to a fault, where he just knows that he can make throws with different arm angles off platform, and that's why he kind of lets his mechanics go. Well, Trevor Lawrence almost always has perfect mechanics, and Absolutely. he's standing in the pocket, and he's making a lot more impressive throws. Now, some of that does have to do with play calling. I think Zach, especially in this game, a lot of the easy throws look easier. I think the game is starting to slow down for him a little bit. In terms of ADOT, though, he had uh, Zach Wilson had an average of target of 5.6, which was 32nd, same as Jake Fromm, while Trevor Lawrence's was 11, which was second highest in the league. So Trevor Lawrence, I mean, even if you're just watching the game, undoubtedly Correct. taking more throw, more chances downfield. And, you know, we talked about this early in the season that Zach just has to make the easy throws, which I think he did do this game. And this is the second week in a row where his legs are really shining. I didn't think I thought he was an above average athlete coming out of college. I thought he was better than Baker, but not like in a ton better. But I think he's definitely standing now in terms of his feet are, are definitely a weapon for him moving forward. Um, this is something that I think LaFleur should get involved more in. It seems like he is a little bit, but a lot of his plays, not only the 50-yard run, he had a couple of other plays that went for first downs that, you know, kept drives alive. Um, but yeah, the, the two biggest takeaways for me from Zach were, one, the easy throws looked easier. The game's kind of coming a little bit slower, which is good. This is what you want to see as the season progresses. For sure. But Trevor Lawrence was the better in terms of passing. He was the more confident, and he looked more at least comfortable passing. Now, Zach, they're both dealing with injuries. Um, I just think Trevor Lawrence looked a little bit more comfortable in the pocket, and that's not something that's something we've seen from Zach. It's been a few weeks, it seems like that Miami game was kind of hit or miss. This game too, only 14 completions for 100 yards. He did have an adjusted completion percentage of 84, percent 
which is top five in the league. But again, when you're only throwing five, six yards down the field, it's not as impressive as Trevor Lawrence. I'll say this. In that game, Zach Wilson had one bad throw. That's it. Everything outside of that was perfect. The only bad throw was he was trying to hit Tyler Croft in the flat, and you know it was just very inaccurate. Yeah. He, he had no chance to catch it. It just hit the hit the ground. Trevor Lawrence's average depth of target, and that's where I think stats are a bit mis- misleading. His average depth, depth of target was that high because he was able to make, like, he was able to have that window open up. Like, he was, those Time receivers were getting, no, those receivers were getting open. Mm-hmm. If, just like, when I watched the All-22 and I was watching just the receivers and how they were downfield, Zach had nowhere to go in, like, 50% of his dropbacks, and that's why... That's that's why the Jets didn't throw him much. Zach only attempted he only attempted twenty two two throws. There's a reason for that. Mike Carter was also eating. He had a hundred. Yeah, he, he yards was playing great. Carries. But they only they only attempted twenty two passes because you couldn't trust anybody to get open. Trevor Lawrence attempted thirty nine, almost forty passes. He almost he almost doubled Zach's passing attempts. That's why Zach had ninety one yards rushing because there are a lot of times where. Wow, there's nobody open. This guy is blanketed. Yeah. And I just, I can't, there's just nothing to be made here. There's no play here to be made. Zach definitely got more help in the running game. But when you talk about receivers separating and the offensive line play, Trevor's was just above and beyond. And the average depth of target for me is more so, there's just nobody to throw it to. Like, for example, I agree with that. You know, sense. I agree with that. Early in the season, season, you know, I know you guys, you know, you guys joked about Jameis Winston a lot because he only dinking dunks early in the season. But it's just the weapons for the Saints weren't there. And that's why they had to run their offense that way. You compare the Saints weapons to the Jets, what they had on Sunday. It's really the same. Similar. Yeah. It's probably worse. I mean, they have AK. That's really the difference. Yeah. And Callaway is probably better than every there's all the receivers we had healthy. You know, this past week, at least being down. Like I, I agree. Guys, I think brutal. I think Trevor was better throwing, but I think it's also because he had more opportunity. Yeah, to throw, and he had the players that can can make those plays. I'll tell you what, you guys were a little bit harsh on more so Joel, but you you do alluded to it a little bit that he escapes the pocket a little bit too soon. That being said, I feel like there was a lot of times while I was watching Trevor. And and the the play breakdown and he had to scramble outside the pocket. And he was making the smart play by scrambling outside the pocket. And again, he would set his feet and he'd throw a dime. The receivers need to make plays. That's really what it comes down to. If if some of these receivers make any of these, I, I mean, I, I must have seen at least four drops, it, especially this one to 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 Marvin Jones down the stretch of the game where he was basically by himself. And as soon as he made contact with the with the defender, he dropped the ball. Marvin Jones is an experienced receiver. He has been known for the, in this league to be a solid wide receiver option. He needs to make that play. And he he had a few miscues this weekend. And who knows how the game could have turned out. But ultimately, I'm not I'm not I'm not going to scrutinize him too much for escaping the pocket. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks exciting with his legs. Yeah. He has those capabilities. He showed it in Clemson, and he showed it a little bit this season. He had almost 40 rushing yards this past game. He had one really big run at the end of the game that For let sure. that last drive For alive. Sure. You know, it didn't end up working. There's only a couple plays, really, that Trevor didn't look good. I think the one to the sack, strip sack by C.J. Mosley, that was one you just have to get down. Yeah, that was, CJ, that was it a was, bad It was play. a bit of delayed blitz, but C.J. got right through, and he was right in his face, and Trevor thought he would somehow be able to escape him. He tried rolling out to the left. He kind of slipped. I don't, I don't know exactly what happened. He slipped. Mosley was able... 
um, you know, to get him and get the ball. And then there's another play, CJ Mosley missed an interception Correct. at the end of the game where that should have been a yeah, pick. That's a, it was yeah, that was hands. a pick six. I wanted yeah. to be. I was just going to mention that too. Yeah. That I didn't even mention been, that. Yeah, that. That was a pick six. It should have been an easy pick. And, that just it, went and right they ended to the up receiver. catching the ball Correct. actually, which I thought was interesting because they got that pick, or I'm sorry, they got the reception. And I thought they were going to go up and, and hike and get another play because it was third down. Instead, they spiked yeah, it. Now you only have so one play. I know you want to get a play in the huddle, but still, you get two chances instead of one. It's an interesting play call. Yeah, they could have won the game. That that's might have lo- that might have lost. That's when in- inexperience takes over yeah. to a degree. But I'm glad because you know Zach gave tickets to a family. That was really and cool. They cool. went to that game and now they, they saw a win, a big time performance, and a win. I'm so excited for the future of the Jets. Zach Wilson this season, despite the numbers, his touchdown to interception ratio, he actually has more total touchdowns on the year than interceptions now if you count his rushing touchdowns. Zach Wilson arguably has one of the best passing touchdowns this season, one of the best highlights passing the ball and running the ball this year. And he's faced the toughest schedule of defenses, of passing defenses of any quarterback in the NFL. Second is Justin Herbert, and even Zach Wilson has Herbert beat by a significant margin in how tough the defenses he's faced have been. This year is a develop developmental year. Of course. But the Jets are trending in the right direction, and Zach is going to become the best quarterback in his draft class. And before the draft, I was very high on him. I was probably wrong in saying he was a perfect quarterback prospect because nobody's perfect. But my analysis on him, throwing the ball, he has the best arm in the class. He's the most natural thrower in this class. I said he was sneaky athletic. People laughed. They said, you're only saying that because he's white. You know, <laughs> that's, where, that's where the sneaky comes in. Yeah, that's why. Because I'm like, he's sneaky athletic because, you know, you don't look at Zach and say he's athletic. Yeah. But no, I saw on tape, he makes a lot of runs. And I, that's what I saw in college. That's why I said he's sneaky athletic. But people try to clounder to say, oh, he's only saying that because he's white. No, it's because he's actually athletic. Once Zach gets the weapons around him, and I think the Jets are going to do that this offseason, you look at the AFC East, the Dolphins, Bills, and Patriots are all playoff caliber teams. The Jets have a lot of pressure this offseason, Joe Douglas specifically, to get this team going in the right direction and build around Zach. And I know I wasn't high on Joe Douglas before. But I'm going to have to have faith. You have to. I was reading this book, Think, Grow Rich. Faith is one of the strongest emotions. Absolutely. It clouds a lot of judgment. But I'm going to have the faith in Joe Douglas because if Joe Douglas doesn't pan out as GM, odds are Zach Wilson didn't pan out, which means that I need Joe Douglas to pan out. So I'm rooting for him by default, not by choice. Want to get that straight? I got. I have faith in JD, man. I think he's going to do some it. good things. I need you to decide: so, are you in or are you out? Do you still? You could answer that question. But we talked last episode. You still? You thought the Giants had a better future than the Jets? I'm still curious if you feel that way. I just think they game. have more. They have more established talent. But if you don't have quarterback, head coach, and GM, does it matter? It does matter. Okay, mm, I might barely. have been wrong. I think the Jets have the brighter future. Respect. Respect. I, I'm. I'm. I'm going to say this. Like I said. I know if you look at the stats, it doesn't look it doesn't look like Zach is having a great time here. But like I said, he's faced the toughest schedule of passing defense of any quarterback in the uh, in the NFL. Rookie OC, rookie coach, no weapons, not a good offensive line. I haven't felt this way about a Jets quarterback in a long time. Actually, never in my life. I, the, the last time I felt this way was with Mark Sanchez, and I was like ten. 
Zach Wilson, I think he's special. And part of the reason why I think it's not just because he's a Jets quarterback, it's because I scouted him and I thought he was special. So whether he went to the Jags or wherever, I thought it was going to be great. So I'm happy that the Jets picked my quarterback because this was my guy. Was he your QB one or two? He was my QB two, but that, fine. But I think Lawrence is still. He was he was my QB two, but he was my QB two because I haven't I didn't watch Lawrence yet, and I was just like you know by default I'm gonna place him here. Okay. But once I actually watched Lawrence, I was like, nah, Zach's my number one. Interesting. I still gotta give respect I, to Trevor. I man. still got Trev, but I think Zach's I, Zach's progressed this year for sure. You know what's funny is that my first video on TikTok, I uploaded, I I downloaded the app, and it was last year, and the first video was I think after. The Jets lost to it was the week before the Rams. Okay. And we were we were winless. We were projected to get the number one pick. And I made a TikTok video like, yes, Trevor Lawrence is coming to New York. All this, all that. If you, did, if you that. didn't know, Joel is King Jinx. He jinxes everything. Yeah, I jinxed the Raiders coin theory. <laughs> so the Jets, they got the they 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 won the very next week after it's I made crazy. that video. And a bunch of people were back at that video and they were laughing and stuff. And then a couple like weeks after, when we didn't have the pick, I was like, this was in December, early December. I was like, I don't care that we don't have this pick because there's another guy who nobody's talking about who's going to go crazy. And that's Zach Wilson. And then in like February, he's like, oh, he's Mormon Mahomes. He's this, he's that. So I was on the Zach wagon for a while. Yeah, you were riding that way. And he has sure. a beautiful smile. He does. He's just a good dude. He's a great guy. I watched a video of him gifting those tickets to that family, to that to that lady that was working, and just him explaining it in the press conference when they asked him the question. I just got teary-eyed, man, and I'm like, this is who my court this is the guy leading my team. This is the guy leading my team, man. Yes, this sir. guy leading our team. Yes, sir. I Zach can't wait Wilson. for that feeling, man. Yeah. I can't wait. It's great, man. I need it's it. It's a great feeling. I need it, Hey, man. if it was any class, this is the class you guys have a chance to get a quarterback. Why do you say that? Why? Because you're not going this to be... One? I don't think... I shouldn't say I don't think, but most of these quarterbacks aren't going to be like top 10 picks. But that's I don't think saying. a majority. Like You're going to have a chance to pick in the no, 12 to no, 20 no, range no. and take your shot at franchise I guy. I need an established guy. I'm okay. tired. Okay, fine. I'm tired, tired, tired yes. of going through the draft, taking the scraps of another team. I'm I'm through with it. Well, scraps is different when it's a Drew Locke in the second round That's or Paxton Lynch saying. in the back I'm of the first. Say, like, regardless, you're talking a lot of facts right now, and <laughs> it's painful. I'm talking of Teddy Bridgewater. God bless him. He did his thing for us this season. I wanted to step above. Yeah. I'm I'm even trying to think. We had Trevor Simeon be our starting quarterback after Payton. I would love that. Well, it's a little different that. when we're talking about Zach Wilson and you're like, I want to get Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. I'm, but I, I understand what you're saying. Like, that's like I'm guarantee. Saying, I, I love guy. Zach, but I, I can't, he's want... not, can't guarantee him to be Rodgers or Deshaun. You know what I'm going to say, though? That's fair. Sometimes I do think, I, I think some scenarios out. And I think about how the media portrays different players or prospects. During the draft process, I think after Lawrence got drafted, actually, there was this whole Sports Illustrated interview where he was like, I'm not really, he didn't like love football. I remember that. You know that. what I'm saying? Yeah. And he was like, I'm not like, it wouldn't, he basically was like, if my career doesn't pan out, it wouldn't bother me that much. Like life goes on, which is a great mindset to have for a young person. But imagine if that was Wilson saying that or, or Mac Jones or Justin Fields, yeah. the scrutiny behind it. I mean, oh, Zach, you- Zach Wilson, I felt like did nothing to get the scrutiny he he's been getting we were talking about this yesterday the day before if trevor was playing the way he's playing now on the jets 
he would be getting killed. Imagine he didn't have a touchdown for six, seven games. Like we saw before the draft process in like November, should Lawrence, you know, refuse to go to the Jets? The Jaguars are a terrible organization. Like the way they've been, the way they've handled this first year of Trevor, it really couldn't go much worse. Now, obviously that's not all their fault, but they're the ones who put their faith in Urban Meyer in this whole situation. So everyone loves their narratives and their, you know, confirmation biases. I just want to say the media was incredibly wrong when it comes to the Jets being the worst situation possible. The top five quarterbacks in the draft were Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Fields, and then Mac Jones. Jones. There was another guy there that was drafted by the Texans in the third round. It was Nick Nick Casario's first pick because the Texans didn't own a first rounder or second rounder. And he picked Davis Mills quarterback out of Stanford. Stanford, he played in a pro-style drop back system at Stanford. And he's been the guy who's been kind of under the radar. The Texans dominated the Chargers. They shocked them. They're on a two-game winning streak. And Mills, for the season, has a completion percent of 66%. He's thrown for 2,200 yards, 12 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Do you think Davis Mills' rookie season has been overlooked thus far? To a degree, I'd say yes, just because think about the shoes that he had to fill with Deshaun Watson being the franchise guy and all the terrible things that had happened this offseason. Whoever was stepping into that to that spot the following season was going to be under a lot of pressure because you're following one of the top five guys in the league, in my opinion, when he's on the field, the number one talent in at the quarterback position. Now, you have to step in, be a rookie, f- filling in the basically impossible shoes to fill in Deshaun Watson, and he's been more than serviceable in his rookie season. Again, 12 touchdowns to nine interceptions. That ratio is clean, especially given the fact that Brandon Cooks is his only true wide receiver option. I mean, you had this past game where Brevin Jordan, Moore were his really his two options. I'm fr- Chris Conley was another option of his. Brevin Jordan's an exciting player, actually. Pretty, he pretty, he, he is just pretty can't sick. block. That, that is an issue of his, but he's got some good footwork. He's got some decent hands. He's a solid option for sure. I wanted the Jets to draft him. He was like a fourth-round pick. But it's, yeah, be, it's, be, it's being slept on because, again, the, the big deal coming into this draft were the five quarterbacks. Like you mentioned, Trevor, Zach, Trey, Fields, Mack. That's all people could talk about. Mills wasn't even a thought. The th- I mean, more often than not, you're a quarterback not selected in the first round. They don't really care about you until you show something, which Mills has shown us something. And get putting up a game against a solid secondary in the Chargers, who did have Derwin James, who did play in this game, who did end up being able to suit up, and coming out with the win, throwing for over 250 yards, having two touchdowns, not turning the ball over, really taking control of this game, putting the stamp, the exclamation point on this game to close it out, to to put the Chargers away. You got to give credit where credit is due. He's outperforming guys like Justin Fields, to a degree, your boy, Zach Wilson. To a degree, Trevor Lawrence. He has better numbers than these guys, at least. Whether these guys show a little bit more than Mills or not. But Mills really hasn't been given the full keys because, again, Tyrod Taylor's in that in that quarterback room, and he's a veteran, and he should, he should have a, a hold of that main QB1 status. But Davis Mills has come in and suddenly put a, a shock in that, that plan, and he's been borderline great for the Texans. Yeah, I was surprised by this pick when they drafted him, honestly. I thought, I mean, the Texans had a thousand holes, and maybe it was just me. This was after. We knew this was Deshaun after the allegations, I believe. But I just thought they were going to go in a different direction. I was like, you know, you have Tyrod there. 
Maybe you go in a different direction. Just have Tyra there for a season, deal with quarterback another time. But Davis Mills has stepped in and, and played really well. Like you said, if you compare him to those other quarterbacks, I mean, he's damn near playing better than all of them statistically, probably outside of Mac. But I think we should have saw this early, and it got severe, severely overlooked, was week five against New England. Correct. Like, how do you go against Bill Belichick's defense, 21 for 29, 312 yards and three touchdowns? That's something that rookie quarterbacks, like, never do. You know, Zach definitely doesn't do it, and... Every basically every rookie quarterback we've ever had didn't do it. Correct. Um, Josh Allen didn't. I mean, this is something that is unprecedented for rookie quarterbacks to be able to go against a Pats defense and really look that good. Um, his first three weeks of the season, he struggled, which, um, you know, his first three weeks to have a a really just divided. I don't know if the locker room's divided, but, you know, you have all this this info with Deshaun going on. Is he going to get traded? Is he going to play this year? Tyrod's in and out of the lineup. So his first three weeks, I kind of not throw out, but I'm not as interested. But once he has that week five game, against New England. He started seven games since then. In those seven games, he's averaged 256 yards per game, including three games of 300-plus yards, 10 touchdowns, including four multi-touchdown games, and only four interceptions, with only one multi-interception game and four games of zero interceptions. So overall, he's been playing really clean and not only playing mistake-free football, but he's having big games of these 300 yards, of these two-plus touchdowns. If you compare him to Joe Burrow's rookie season, he's averaging just 10... Uh, sorry, he's averaging 10 less passing, passing yards than Joe Burrow, but less um, interceptions and more touchdowns per game. So I'm not saying he's going to be Joe Burrow or even in his tier, but does he deserve to be the starting quarterback next year at the bare minimum, be in competition to start? Absolutely. You look at this Texans team, they still have a bunch of holes. I mean, everywhere. Like you could pick any position on this team outside of maybe left tackle and you need to go and get a guy. Receiver stands out, you know, huge because outside of Brandon Cooks, who who might be a free agent, might have one year left, they need weapons. Brevin Jordan's a nice piece, but I mean, look at this running back room. You got Rex Burkhead out here giving you 100-yard games, you know? <laughs> like, they need help in a lot of places, and the fact that Davis Mills is being able to do this, play really well, have these huge games that we don't really see from any of these rookie quarterbacks has to mean something. Uh, I'm not as high on Davis Mills as probably the, the populace is I know he's having a, a good little stretch over the past three games. He's has five touchdowns to one pick 105 passer rating. He's played well and, and he's shown improvement. I, I think what this means is the Texans don't have to reach for a Malik Willis or a Matt Corral or none of those quarterbacks. They can stick with Davis Mills. Davis Mills played in a pro style offense at Stanford. Davis Mills had he chosen to stay at Stanford and play this season in college would have been a first round pick in this year's draft, but he chose to leave a year early was a third rounder got selected by the Texans. So Davis Mills, isn't a guy void of talent. Like he has some talent and he made some big time throws against the chargers. Listen, I'll say this. Did the Texans beat the chargers because of Davis Mills? Absolutely not. This was just, an all-around great game from the Texans. They had 100%. a defensive touchdown late in the game, desperation time. They got a pick on Justin Herbert early in the game. They forced a fumble on Justin Jackson at midfield. That put them in perfect scoring position. Their defense came to play. At first, they were getting gashed in the running game, but after a while, they were getting better at it. Desmond King had 10 tackles facing his former team in the Chargers, and the running game was, was going. I mean, the Chargers, for as much improvement that they've shown over the past couple of weeks in their run defense, all of that is out the window now. 100%. The Texans, the Texans were gashing the Chargers. 
Rex Burkhead, you know, you laugh and you're like, oh, Rex Burkhead's giving you these games. Rex Burkhead looked like the Pro Bowl of the Chargers. <laughs> he looked great. Rex Burkhead was breaking tackles. He was he was great in the open field. Royce Freeman had some had some big time like runs as names, well. Bro. Like the Chargers just got beat. I don't think this was a surprise game. They came out of nowhere. No. The Texans, for whatever reason, just played great football, even with a lot of key guys miss, missing, like Brandon Cooks was missing. They just played great football. In saying that, like Davis Mills, when I was watching the game in my notes, I wrote quick decisions, making great throws. He was just getting the ball out early. A lot of his throws were quick and short outside of these two major bombs that he threw. One was to Chris Conley for a touchdown. Basically, this is the gist of it. They were at the one-yard line. They were starting at their own one-yard line, and Davis Mills threw two passes. And one of them, I'm trying to find it here where What's I wrote the door it. Dorset? That that catch yeah. over the shoulder. That one of was them, ridiculous. one of them was of like a thirty, a thirty-seven yard pass to Dorset. The other one was like a forty-three yard pass to Chris Conley for a touchdown. And I mean, they were strikes. I mean, the one he threw to Dor, the one he threw to Dorset, Dorset was blanketed, but Davis Mills threw it on his outside shoulder, and he was able to go and track the ball and catch it. And those were big time throws. And that was a touchdown before the half that gave the Texans some momentum. The game was close until Justin Jackson fumbled in, at midfield. And then the Texans basically ran away with it. I thought it was all around a great performance. And when talking about Davis Mills, we can talk all about, oh, maybe these teams just missed on him. But I think it's just been Pep Hamilton. I think Pep Hamilton has been one of the coaches that has deserved a head coaching job for a long time. You look at it, the NFL right now is in love with offensive guys. Specifically, the NFL is in love with guys who can groom a young quarterback. What better guy than Pep Hamilton? Pep, Pep Hamilton coached Andrew Luck in college. Then he went to Indy. Was his quarterback was his quarterbacks coach there? We all knew. We all know Andrew Luck turned out great. Even though he probably would have turned out great anywhere he went. But in 2014, Pep Hamilton was the Colts' offensive coordinator, and in that year, Luck put up his best season: 40 touchdowns. 4,761 yards. He had an MVP-like season. Then he goes to the Chargers just last year. Was Justin Herbert's quarterback coach. What did Herbert do? He set every single rookie record there is to break. And now this year with Davis Mills, he's their quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator. And Pep Hamilton has done an amazing job developing Davis Mills. Pep Hamilton deserves a head coaching job because he has the resume. When you compare his resume to guys who have, have gotten hired in the past couple of years, his resume not only stacks up, but is better than a lot of these guys. He deserves a job, and I think he's been one of the main reasons why we're seeing Davis Mills develop. Because in the first half of the year, he wasn't good. That Patriots game, he played well, but it was an anomaly. And it, it hasn't been until recently where he's been consistent. And I think that's a credit to, to Pep Hamilton. So do you think you said you're not as high on, as consensus at least on Davis Mills? What do you so what do you think his you know maybe not his ceiling but what do you see him as like a a borderline starter a backup type guy or do you think he could be you know someone like a not I don't want to say Tyrod I don't think he'll ever be Tyrod but you know someone that could like bounce around teams but could start for you? I think he's a starter. A starter. I like think a, he's a starter. Be, like below average starter. Like what are you? I can see Sam Bradford. Interesting comp. Okay. 
Because, yeah, I think he could definitely start, especially on the Texans next year, who are going to have 100 holes. They're probably going to trade Deshaun. I mean, we'll see what happens, but try to get some sort of draft compensation for him and then go let Davis Mills start and figure out the rest of the team because I think he's more than capable of being a bridge quarterback and potentially, who knows what happens another year or two from now. Ball placement is very, very hard to come by, and he's got it. His ball placement is not bad by any means. He can drop it right, right on the dime whenever you need to, especially on the deep ball. So for something like that, he definitely could be a starter. I'm not saying he could be a primetime starter. I'm not saying that he's an all-star. Can he be Tua? No, absolutely not. Come on. The most accurate quarterback yeah, in the NFL? Come on. Way. Come on. And Tua wins, so. I don't know. I saw Davis Mills make a lot of those four or five-yard passes Tua loves I'll to make. Not too, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not even joking anymore. Davis, Davis Mills, excuse me, Mills made some very nice throws. Very nice throws. Yeah. That pass to Dorsett was absolute cash, and that pass to Conley was perfectly in stride. That the corner was playing perfect coverage and he still fitted in perfectly in that window. Yeah, I think Davis Mills can be a can be a good quarterback in the NFL and like I said before, this is a perfect situation for the Texans. You know, Nick Casario had no picks. This was his first pick in the third round and if you drafted a starting quarterback with your first pick without having any picks in the first two rounds, I mean that that is a win of a draft. And now these upcoming years they're going to have their picks. And this roster is going to have some major turnover. Most of these guys are on one-year deals. Yeah, they're they signed fillers. a bunch of them on one-year deals. And they've been playing better. They matched their win total from last year. And I was with Deshaun. They've been playing better. But this roster is probably going to look way different next season just because so many guys are, are, are on one-year deals. Talking about rookie players, the, the three best rookie weapons in this draft and they were drafted four Kyle Pitts five Jamar Chase six Jalen Waddle or Kyle Pitts Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle now they're both having fantastic rookie seasons Kyle Pitts is on pace to break rookie receiving tight end records Jalen Waddle reception records Jamar Chase he's going to probably have the second best rookie season outside of Justin Jefferson in saying that who would you take if you're building a team? If, if you're building a team, you want one of these guys to be the cornerstone, to be your go-to weapon. Who are you going with? Joel, please go first. Oh, bro. I don't want to go first. I'm sorry, man. This is the hardest question I think we've asked on this podcast because you you word it in the right way. Right? Like, If you're starting a team, who would you take? Because all, I feel like these guys... They're all studs in their own right, right? And if we, if I pick Pitts, you pick Chase, you pick Waddle, whatever. I don't care. Like, if you want any of these guys, go ahead because I think they're all going to be studs. I think they all have Kyle Pitts is a tight end, but whatever you want to label them is, I think they all have top 10 potential as pass-catching options. They're just all a little bit different. And when you're building a wide receiver room, we talk a lot about you almost want to label it as like an NBA starting five, right? You want a guy who's a possession receiver. You want someone who could take it over the top. You want a guy who's a contested catch guy. And that's kind of what all of these guys do, right? Starting off with Jamar Chase, I almost feel like we forget how dominant he was to start the season, right? Starting off the year, we were having discussions, is he already better than Justin Jefferson? Is he going to break Justin Jefferson's record? You know, he had, what do you have? Um, I have the stat here. He had his first seven games, 35 catches for 750 yards and six touchdowns. Maybe some of that, looking back on it, is it sustainable to have over 20 yards per catch? Probably not. But still, he was doing it, and the connection with Burrow, we saw something that could easily translate to the NFL, especially in today's game, the way that refs are going to be calling um, you know, 50-50 balls, just defense in general. You know, yeah. the, the wide receiver is always going to have the edge there. 
he's still phenomenal, Jamar Chase, right? The second half of the season, he's come back down to earth. The first seven games I mentioned, 35 or 754 and six. The next eight games, 33 catches, but only 409 yards and four touchdowns. There was, I was reading an article about on Sports Illustrated how he thinks they're playing a lot more cloud coverage, which is, it's not double coverage, but it gives the corner a lot more leverage in terms of he doesn't have to worry about getting beat deep. You have a safety over the top. You're going to take more of the underneath stuff and you could even follow him if there's no receiver coming into the flat. So that definitely has, you know, something to play into it. But he's still a generational wide receiver. We forget his sophomore year of college. He's 19 years old, playing in the SEC, top level of competition. I know it's with Joe Burrow, but he had 1,800 yards and 20 touchdowns. That Sophomores, 19-year-olds don't do that. We just saw Devontae Smith have a great year, given he's a great receiver too, but it took him until his senior year to really put up those ungodly numbers. He had a really a really solid junior season, but it wasn't until that senior season where he really took off and chased this as a sophomore. That's something you don't really ever see. Moving on to Waddle. I was a little bit lower on Waddle coming to the draft just because I thought there was a few guys better than him. I thought Pitts was better than him. I thought Chase was better than him. And I was, I, I thought Devonta Smith is better than him too, I'll be honest. Some of that had to do with his injury. I thought he had, I know he came back for the uh, the championship game, but he obviously wasn't right. A lot of the uh, doctors, sports doctors I follow on Twitter said that he might be right for the start of the regular season. So I was a bit worried, you know, you're going to be missing training camp. You might be missing a couple games, preseason, whatever it is. I was a little bit lower on him, but listen, he's he's definitely showed me wrong. He's going to possibly break the rookie receptions record in 16 games. He has 93 right now. 96. The 96. This was before last uh, Monday's game, obviously. Um, Anquan Bolden's 101. So he could probably break, break that in 16 games. I think he is the perfect match for Tua in his game. I know we joke a lot about his short throws, but I think that's where Waddle excels. He's able to, you know, create separation quick in and out of routes. And I think that's perfect for Tua. But I think I'm going to have to go with Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. I think maybe it's not the popular answer. You know, Jamar Chase did his thing early in the season. Jalen Wall has really been showing out. But I think Kyle Pitts is just an insane talent who just really hasn't, who has been someone unlocked, but just been overlooked this season. He's the only rookie. I know you guys, my bash on this, it's a tight end receiver, whatever you want to say. He's the only rookie tight end ever to have 60 catches and 950 yards his rookie season. He has more yards than every rookie wide receiver in last year's class other than Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. more than CeeDee Lamb, more than T. Higgins, guys who we're regarding now as borderline top 10 receivers. If you were starting to draft now, both of those guys are probably going to be you know, top 10 in terms of wide receivers you're going to be taking. He's going to go over 1,000 yards in the 16 games. He's not going to need that 17th game, and he plays all over the field. He has 223, 223 snaps in the slot. What really impresses me, he has 169 snaps out wide, and he's the second highest rated Second highest graded wide receiver against press, only behind Justin Jefferson. So it doesn't like he's huge. He's six four, six five, six six, whatever, two hundred fifty pounds. He ran a four four, and he's doing this out wide against NFL DBs, just beating them. I feel like we've seen a lot of him being able to beat one on one coverage, go down the field. So I think whatever you want to label him, receiver, tight end. When it comes to pass catchers, out of these three, there's not a wrong answer. But I see his combination of catching ability, being able to be guys off the press, his size, his athleticism, his speed. I think he just has the best combination of all three of these guys. I think once we see Pitts get into the end zone a little bit more often. Did that stop you from saying Julio was top five? Ever? Is Pitts Julio Jones? No. Do you think he can be Julio Jones? I mean, we're talking about generational am, receiver. Well, that's why I'm saying that. He could be one of the best tight ends. And he's ever. not a receiver. He's he's generational tight end, though. Ugh, he's not a tight end. I mean, he has 109 slaps, t- 109 snaps in line as a tight end. So is Cooper Cup a tight end? No, he plays in the slot. 
but he also plays some tight end. Yeah, but Pitts no, he is, blocks Pitts, and stuff. Yeah. He chips, but he Pitts actually like you know isn't like tight end stances like you know. I understand. I understand. All right. I said yuck, but obviously that's disrespectful. It's Kyle, very disrespectful. Kyle Pitts is a great, great football player. He's putting up some solid numbers, and it's been a quiet, almost a thousand yard season because. Jamar Chase has been so exciting. Jalen Waddle's team is winning, and he's been exciting in this seven-game win streak that they've had. So I say my yuck with, playfully. No, dis, no true disrespect towards Kyle Pitts. He's a great talent. I would probably have him as my third player selected, though, with all due respect. I mean, what you listed was 100% facts. He is amazing one-on-one. He's too physical for for. Whoever wants to play defense on him, if it's going to be a linebacker, that's a mistake. If it's going to be a safety, he's going to be faster, more physical than they are. Maybe not as fast, but he's still, what did he, he run? Ran a 4-4? Four, four, four. So yeah, I mean, probably. He, he's, a, he's a freak athlete for sure. I don't want it. This is going to sound very biased because everyone knows I love my Dolphins. But I might go Waddle. I think when it comes to route running, when it comes to for sure hands, for sure catching the ball, explosiveness, I think Jalen Waddle, gives, I give him the edge in that sense. Jamar Chase is the more deep threat, physical receiver out of the two of them. And when it comes to balls over the top, 100%, I'm going Jamar Chase 10 out of 10 times. That being said, I think once Tua gets an O-line, we'll start to see the playbook open for Waddle. Because right now, the Dolphins are trying to feed the ball to their best player. And on, I, I, you make me uneasy sometimes. <laughs> you make me uneasy. Well, I just think Waddle is so good yes. at in his role right now that I don't think the old line like I don't like Waddle can 100% go over the top make 20 30 yard catches, but I think he is great in his best at this short game get the for, ball for in those, his hands quick can, and go he out. He can do he can do both though. I've he seen can. him go over the top. I feel like a great comp for him is Stefan Diggs. He's a great route runner. He has the speed. He has the breakaway abilities. Let them get an O-line. Tua is a pocket passer. Yeah. Regardless, oh, I hope he, so. he's a pocket passer. He has great pro- pocket presence. Once they get him a line, we'll start to see the, the playbook open up a lot more for Waddle. Right now, the Dolphins understand they need to get the ball to their best, most explosive weapon. Which they do. And Shout they've done that. Them. He has 96 receptions. Jamar has 68. And this is more so due to the fact that, again, it's a lot of RPO, a lot of getting the ball out quick. Because they don't want the pocket to collapse as quick as it does, because it is the worst O line that arguably we've seen in NFL history. So I got to give credit. People are trying to bash this O, uh, the offensive oh, coordinator. Yeah. We spoke about it a little bit before the show. He's doing what he needs to do given his personnel. He understands. Get the ball to Jalen Waddle. He is going to make plays for us. We saw it against the Saints. He was explosive. He he was fantastic in in what he did. The fact that they're running all these sweeps, the fact that they're trying to get him the ball just as quick as they can because they understand how explosive he is, how how gifted he is with his feet. I think I lean Waddle because I think that he, we're just seeing a, a taste of his game. And I feel like Jamar, this is the receiver he's going to be for the rest of his career. You know, I for those wondering out there why Drew said uh, he feels also, uneasy. Also, before we give anything, we gave him the ultimate out. Who? Because now he's going to take Jamar Chase, right? Because we all took we I took Waddle, you took Pitts. This is his his in with the Bengals to to res to to amend the wrong of Auden Tate. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay. No, Auden Tate's gonna be fine. <laughs> when he's a Jet next season. When when Andrew oh was God. like, I feel uneasy. He said that because I gave him a smirk because 
I can understand Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has oh been my, really great. No, 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 and, no, no. I can't. Ex- I don't no, appreciate. No, no, no. This Let, I want to finish. I need to finish. I need. I need to finish this. You talked about the end zone thing. Look, Matt Ryan has proven he can't really get the ball when he's at in the red zone. He can't get the ball. Is that's a good point. And not only that, but Kyle Pitts is the focal point of their offense. They they double team the heck out of him in the red but zone. But don't let's not forget that Calvin Ridley's not playing. Calvin Ridley would be on this squad. Maybe we'd see a little bit more out of Pitts, but is is Kyle Pitts really going? Do we have his double team percentage? I could try to find. Let it. me know because I'll, I'll be honest. The offense has been okay. It's been a lot of Cordero Patterson. The, the, th- the thing that's been working for Atlanta so much, and, and this is a credit to Arthur Smith's Arthur Smith's creativity for sure, is that Bill Belichick even said it. You don't know where Kyle Pitts is going to line up out wide in the slot in the tight end chipping. You don't know. Because Arthur Smith, he moves him around so much to get favorable matchups. Now, I kind of feel like this segment is disrespect. Mm -hmm. And the reason why Mm -hmm. is because Jamar Chase's name has been just mentioned up until now. You, You mentioned him briefly. I gave him his flowers, but I when taking he said he was a when, generational uh, prospect. when taking a when taking a weapon, who I want to build my offense around a guy. I told you, here's his out. It has to be Jamar Chase. I told you, and this is not an out. I I said the Bengals <laughs> should should have drafted Jamar Chase <laughs> in during the draft. I never said, said he was a bust. bust. Oh my god, that's a such bust. a lie. I never said you that. Said he was Alden Tate was better. I never said that, bro. You, you, you said we on the tape, tape was better. We have if you had the tape, I want to see the tape. All right. I remember I, you I am, texting I me, bro. The second that. it happened, he said Alden Tate's was, better than Jamar. It was, I was on like, the show. Joking. I texted. I texted them. I said, "Man, this show, you guys got to tune in." <laughs> no, man. because you guys, you misheard me. Nope. I said, you, "I said Jamar's dropping everything." Could he match the productivity of Jamar Chase if he's dropping all these passes? Yeah, oh, that's what I and said. Bro doesn't I, see the field. I never said Alden Tate was better. That's I never said that. If I did, I want to get the clip. It. I will apologize it. for it. You should have been apologizing for no, 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 no. it because I know Alden Tate is going to be good. Not he's not Jamar Chase. We know <laughs> bro, that. But this is like Alden Tate is going to be good. Man. I don't think it's in the cards. Jamar Chase ten touchdowns this year. You mentioned yeah, Waddle has more receptions. Doesn't have more yards though. Jamar Chase has sixty eight receptions. 1,163 yards. I could talk about those stats. I could talk about those stats all day. As a separator, as a route runner, I think Jalen Waddle is a bit better than uh, Jamar Chase. Both of them. In contested catches, I think Kyle Pitts is a bit better than Jamar Chase. But when talking about all those things combined, when talking about all those things combined and we talk about all their skills, route running, elusiveness, your hands, Contest, contested catchability. I think Jamar Chase is great in all of those. And even though Kyle Pitts beats him in, in one department, Waddle beats him in one department, they don't beat him in the multiple ones. He's just he's on their level. He's on Waddle. He's he's close to Waddle and route running. He's close to Pitts and contested catches, but he beats them when he has the ball in space. His elusiveness, he beats them in that. And Pitts, for being a tight end, he's not a fantastic blocker. When I look at Kyle Pitts, I see I see what Mark Andrews is doing now. And I think he can have a similar role to that. I see what the he's doing that he's doing there. I see a Darren Waller type. I don't see George Kittle because I don't think Pitts is the blocker Kittle is. I, agree. I don't see Kelsey. He doesn't have the body. I see more Darren Waller, but a bit, you know, a, a bit with the body's not as bulked out yet because Kyle Pitts is still young, so he can definitely get his body. Uh, better and more stronger. 
Jamar Chase, I just look at it all. I think I can I could play him as a running back if I really want to. He could he could play a he could play a Debo Samuel role if I really wanted Jamar to. He can beat anybody over the top. He can win on his routes. He dominated Marlon Humphrey. That highlight where he spinned was just one of the best things I've ever seen from a receiver ever. Jamar Chase is, I think, the clear-cut answer here. I'm picking him. I get your guys' picks with Jalen Waddle, uh, with Jalen Waddle and Kyle Pitts. I respect it. But I think Jamar Chase is just in a different league. And I think he will be a top five receiver. I mean, I put him in my top five this season. Granted, Tyreek Hill had a fantastic performance right after. So I probably would have taken Jamar out if, you know, had we done this segment a week later. But Jamar Chase, I think, has been the best of these three this season. And I think as long as he has Joe Burrow at quarterback, yeah, he's going to have the better numbers, at least for the yeah. next five, six years. The Burrow means a lot, too. And Pitts also has the least amount of looks out of all three of these guys. Pitts has one game of 10 or more targets. I just checked. Waddle has seven, and Chase has four. So while he is the... And I don't know if he's the focal point, because Cordell Patterson has been phenomenal this no, year. Pitts is the focal point. I, I don't know, bro. Cordell Patterson gets a ton of looks, and Pitts really... His max, like his max yards, was ten targets. And that was one time. He's Cordell getting like seven, gets a eight, lot nine. of his yardage in uh, out the backfield. Yeah, no, I know, but he's the focal point. He's getting rushes and receptions. If they're winning or losing, he's always the one being involved in the offense. I think they should involve Pitts more. There's no reason why he should only I have think, one game of ten or more targets. I think I think the language here is getting mixed up. You're saying you th- you're saying that you think Atlanta's focal point is Cordero. Cordero. I think defense's focal point is Kyle Pitts. Like I think when when teams face Atlanta, I'd be more scared of Pitts. Yeah, yeah. Th- their focal point is how do we stop him? Because yeah, you can't, bro. Pitts Not is Cordero. Just, I think Cordero's obviously he's in the, he's in the. They're trying to stop him too, but I think the first guy, the focal point they key in on, I think it's fair. Pitts. That's yeah, that's what I mean. If I was the defensive coordinator, my first thing in the lo- in the meeting room would be like, how are we going to stop Kyle Pitts? Because he's the one who would scare me the most out of those two. But you can't go wrong with either one of these guys. Yeah, all three are studs in their own right. But for and example, think, if if like, but this this why I say Jamar Chase though, if I'm the Bengals and because the Bengals had the had the fifth pick, if I'm redrafting, who am I taking? It, you know, am I taking Pitts, Waddle, or Chase? If they're all on the board, I think I'm taking Chase. I don't for have the a fa- problem with any of it, man. I think all three of these guys are studs. And for your point of he's not a great blocking tight end, that's fine. He's twenty one year old rookie. He could easily develop into that. He's gonna put out more that. weight. He's gonna develop, bro. Like he'll be I fine. also think Jamar Chase is a better run blocker than Kyle Pitts right now at this point in time. And that's why I think I'd put him above there. I mean, you saw the block he had yeah. in open field. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. whoa, he was just he was nah. flat out amazing. <laughs> I think the Falcons, you know, even if the Falcons are redrafting, they might pick Jamar Chase they and might. then and then just have Hayden Hurst start. Because he's more than serviceable at tight end. They might. I just think Pitts just has a lot. Like, I just, I feel like we've seen, which is nothing wrong. Like, we've seen the peak of Jamar and we see where he can be. I don't feel like we've seen what Kyle Pitts can be yet. And what about Waddle? Waddle, I mean, Waddle damn near is what, like, bro, 100 catches in 1,000 yards his rookie year. That's and insane. And, and it's been a lot of in-between plays. Yeah, but I think that's where he excels, bro. See, but I think I, that's where he's his best. Okay, but I agree with that. I agree with that. But you're telling me that he gets more that Tua gets more time in the pocket that they're just only going to use Waddle in slants and, and in sweeps? No, but it, exactly. So the yardage is only going to continue to go up. Where I do believe the receptions, but the receptions are, could go down. I I don't think so because, like you said, he excels in this. So yeah. they're going to use him in this sense too. But I know, now but now defenses are not going to be able to scheme for Waddle. I know, but you can't. Only going you to can't be have able both, to, bro. You can't have tar- more d- targets down the field, and you can't. You have to take tar- targets away somewhere from this game. I, I agree, but I'm. But my what I'm saying is, 
the play action is going to be a lot more lethal now because it's going to get to a point where Tua has time to let the play develop, and now you're guarding Waddle slant because, again, that's what he's best at, and suddenly he's taken off downfield, and Waddle's, and he's getting hit in stride by Tua. So now we're seeing, the, we're seeing, I understand what you're saying. Probably the receptions will go down a little. I'm not, he's on pace right now for almost 110 yeah. his rookie season. My point being is he'll probably still break over 100. This year, he, for sure. Uh, oh, I'm in saying general? In general. He'll be a hundred, a hundred a hundred reception receiver, almost every single season. But his yards are going to continue to go up because, again, once we get two of this old line, the playbook will expand and we'll start to see shots downfield. I think Jalen Waddle is Devontae Parker with speed. That's no, no. I think Jalen Waddle is. I like Deontay Comp. Okay, I feel like Stephon Diggs is a great example for what I'm trying to go for. Because Stefan Diggs is a fantastic route runner who does have that ability to break plays downfield also. And I think Waddle does have that capability. But wait, hold right. on. Oh, my bad, bro. My bad. I said Devontae Parker. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was, I was yeah, like. Yeah, what? my bad. I meant Jarvis Landry. <laughs> okay, that's a completely different name. But um, we'll talk about this clip right. off, off, off air. I, I meant Jarvis Landry no, with no. speed. Because I, 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 I was quiet a lot while you guys were talking about Pitts and, and Jamar Chase. But it was because I was looking up the Jamar Chase quote. Let's talk about it off air. Jamar Chase quote. The the Auden oh, Tate. Oh, the Auden Tate one. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. But you well, found it? Correct. Okay. How'd you find it? Because I, I looked up. I told you this episode stuck out to me very clearly. This is a hot, hot take. Okay. So we're going to listen to it Listen to it together? After the show. Uh, okay. All right. That's fine. <laughs> All right. This the moment of truth. Huh? <laughs> huh? He's Yo, nervous. You know, He's you shaking know, his I'm, boots over I'm not there. nervous because I know you guys are waiting to like get a like gotcha and once we have once we have the clip because i am a firm believer that i didn't say that you're gonna be like damn we didn't get him no trust oh you're god <laughs> i'm not you god. are god I, because in the same video you said marquise brown was eh you said Auden tate was good and that he could be as good as jamar chase in the same video. Oh, that's Cap. That's Cap. Yeah, he, that's he, cap. He, he's praying. That's cap. cap. That's Cap. We're going to see after this show. We should record that and see like my reaction and see. Yeah. Good TikTok idea. Oh, man. Nah, this is a classic. So you're going with Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I'm going with Pitts. Like I said, though, like we all have three different you're answers. You're going with Jalen Waddle. I'm going with Jamar Chase. They're all studs. I have. We haven't seen Pitts or Waddle ceiling. I'm not saying we've seen Jamar Chase. We, have, we, have, we haven't. We seen have. No, we I, haven't. I, I think that we, no. this is what that's he's fine, going bro. to be. Like, I you agree. have him in top five. I agree. Like he could be a top five receiver, I and that's could what not he is agree this year. more with what he's saying. Yeah, bro, Jamar Chase was quiet for most of the second half of the year. I know, but I'm saying yeah, his season overall. But if you're looking at his first half of the year, that's his ceiling, and that's a top five receiver in the league. I think he can be the best receiver in the league. Ah. <sighs> That's hot, man. We it gotta fix it the drops. Why can't he? We didn't mention me. the drops at all. He's we haven't. Saying. We have That's one. facts. He's number That's one facts. in the league with ten. Okay, ten is egregious. Okay, I understand what you're saying. You're talking about how once the Dolphins get an offensive line, the playbook gets expanded. Waddle ups his yardage. What about when Jamar stops dropping the ball? 
Agreed. I mean, one he has a lot of unrealized he, yards. He, if he does, if he if he didn't have those drops, some of them are crucial. Agreed. He's probably breaking Jefferson's yeah. record. And, and I don't think yard touchdown. And I'm not dropped. worried about the drops. We saw Amari Cooper oh, early in his sure. season, early in his career, struggle with drops, and now we don't we even care about his drops. And Jamar was money to start the season. I yeah. think he only had one drop pass with the first. six And Loki started the Jets game. I remember he dropped the easy touchdown. That's a fact. Yeah. Hall Loki had him in hell. Yeah, he only gave up like two. I want to say like two receptions or something. Like what that, was it? Did he have two touchdowns that game? He did. And he dropped one. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce Hall. Yeah. I'm so Stud. amazed by the job that some media teams do for the for these uh, teams, like the work they do, like photography and video and like the hype videos. Because when I was at the Jets game, I'm just looking at the hype videos they're doing with all the players, like, you know, uh, clenching their fists and showing their biceps. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, I'm so hyped, but like this team is so bad. <laughs> like, they, like they just do an amazing job at making it feel like they're much better than they are. I know what you're saying. And I was like, wow, that's an amazing job by them. I was at the Giants. I was at the Giants game, and you know the Giants are down bad when they have Michael Strahan getting the the crowd hype and not one of their players that currently yeah. play. But I get it. Michael Strahan's is the face of goal. New York. Yeah, yeah exactly. Joe Burrow had one of the more historic games that we'll ever see in NFL history from a quarterback. He had 525 yards and four touchdowns against the Ravens. Now, there's been a lot of debate about this because he got the 500 yards late, basically padding his stats a little bit, and some people debated whether or not that was the correct decision to to do. I want to know your thoughts on that, but I also want to get your take on whether or not he is the best quarterback in the AFC North. I mean, we know he's better than Baker. We know he's better than Big Ben. So it's really between who's better, Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson. I'm going with Joe Burrow all day, every day. I'm shocked at that answer. So I have a question, genuinely. Do you have Joe Burrow in your top seven? Joe, no. Actually, hold up. Let me check. I made my list today on Twitter. Real quick to answer your first question, I don't care if you're running up. You're in the NFL, you have to oh, stop. Oh yeah, 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 no, we. I think we had that I, same I debate against uh, Baltimore when yes. Baltimore had the hundred yard rushing record, and yeah. the Pittsburgh's like, oh, it's the last play of the game. Like, no, you're in the NFL, you're professional. Stop me. So yeah, go off. I don't care. Broncos. Joe, that was the Broncos. We are the ones that were mad at them for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah facts. Joe Burrow is eight. Do you have Kyler over him? Kyler is over him. Okay, he's thank, at seven. Thank God. All right, so that's another one, Andrew. Kyler Murray over Lamar. We knew. You had to know. That being said, I think I hope we all can agree that who who are why should anyone complain about a player running up the scoreboard? It, you're in the NFL. Stop me, hundred percent, Joel. You're so right in the money. I don't think Lamar's been a top ten quarterback this season. I there's been in the early parts of the season he one hundred percent was a top ten quarterback. Yeah, for sure. I, there was from weeks one to that week against the Colts where he led that ridiculous comeback. Yeah. No doubt about it, he was a top five quarterback. I think these quarterbacks have been better than him this year. This year, yes. In Aaron, hindsight, yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, and then I have Lamar at eleven. I don't disagree with what your list at all, given and, the fact that and I, hindsight. And, and, and I'll say here. this: fine. we're to, you know everybody's going to say this is recency bias because Burrow's having a better year, Lamar's having a down year. Okay, I'll just use their stats in the past two seasons. Joe Burrow last year as a rookie, he was also very phenomenal before he got hurt. And when comparing the last two seasons, Joe Burrow has six thousand eight hundred fifty-three yards. 43 passing touchdowns to 19 interceptions. Lamar has 5,639 yards, 
42 touchdowns to 22 interceptions. This is passing yards? Yes. Uh, obviously, I'm not okay. counting. Yeah, okay. I, okay. I know. I understand. <laughs> but You're going to add another 2K Burrow, okay, for Lamar. I, I understand. Burrow has a 97 passer rating. Lamar has a 93 passer rating. Burrow has five rushing touchdowns, 250 yards rushing, five fumbles. Lamar, this is where, like, you know, it's yeah. drastic. He has 1,772 yards rushing, nine rushing touchdowns, and nine fumbles. But he's played two more games in Burrow, and Burrow has completed 68% of his passes in that span. Lamar is 64%. And this year, he's 16th in QBR. Bur- Lamar. Lamar is. Yeah, Burrow might be one, right? I remember seeing that. No, he was, no yeah, that's he was PFF. Low. He was oh. low. Uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, I believe is he is 13th in QBR this year. So what I'm hearing is they're close in a lot of key stats. I sure, agree. Burrow has yeah. even passing yards, yeah, but I'm expecting that. Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson in the past two seasons, their stats are neck and neck. And Burrow was a rookie last year, and he came off a a knee injury where he broke so many pre broke his ACL, his MCL. Like Joe Burrow, if you compare the past two seasons has been just as good, if not better, than Lamar and Joe Burrow's season uh, last year. Joe Burrow's season last disagree. year. Joe Burrow's season last year was shortened. Disagree. Then this season, he's coming back from a devastating knee injury, and he's leading the Bengals to the playoffs first in the AFC North. Sure. Who could have predicted that before the season? I mean, Lamar Nobody. Is a rookie, bro. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he was twenty. He threw twenty. Lamar Jackson completed fifty six percent of his passes as a rookie. All right, okay, but he, he made the playoffs. Look, I, that's because the the, the Ravens have a good team. You're trying to you're, and, and this you're this, downplaying Lamar's and you're last also no, no, and you're also throwing out his MVP year. This is you're this also is, no, yes, out that is what you're doing. Excluding his 2019 but, season, but, which was okay, his best before, year. Before we even, and he'll never reset high again. Before we oof, even, he wasn't even he was having a better year statistically. Um, this, this is, season. This is what I want to say. I want to finish. Okay, finish. We're throwing away the 26 and nine last season with over a thousand rushing. We can't say Joe Burrow was going to do that last season. Forget about the rushing. Twenty six and nine is impressive. I, That's I, throwing I know. Too. I wouldn't expect Joe Burrow in his rookie year to be as good as Lamar in year three, an MVP in the NFL. I wouldn't expect Lamar was that. MVP year two. But the fact, but the fact that he was, you, he was MVP year two. Okay, but the fact that you can okay. compare Burrow la- last two seasons and Lamar's last two seasons, even though Burrow well, we're kind, was we're a com- rookie, but Lamar is not a pass. Okay, he's a, he's a passing quarterback. What I want my quarterback to be, but bro. I, but I want him to win. Lamar, exactly. What is bro doing right now? What is who's the best? Lamar. He has the most wins since he was twenty five. If we're talking this season, if we're talking this season, that's because he had a stacked roster. Talking, the roster's not stacked, bro. Bro, what the hell? What the are you talking about? Was not crazy. Last year, Wait, the Ravens year or, this, or last year? Not, la- not this year. Okay, last, last year, year the too, bro. last year the Ravens were projected to be the best team in the AFC because Lamar's their roster off an MVP. Of, yeah, facts. and because of, bro, 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 of Lamar. The Ravens got Calais Campbell last offseason. They got they got scores against the run versus Derrick Henry in the playoffs. They got Calais Campbell. Everybody was projecting them to have fourteen plus wins. They disappointed of Lamar. Bro. But bro, you look because of the team. The offensive no, line no, was bro. great. The defense was elite. They Let's didn't have Staley. Just they of didn't Lamar. have Staley. They didn't have Staley last season. Staley Orlando Brown. Staley, Staley did play last no, he season. Didn't. He, he, got he, got he got injured midway. No, he got injured midway, bro. Hurt you want to bet? Sure. Go look at look. Got, go look at how many games Staley started. You look in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. Last season, we all liked Andrews. We thought he was a definitely at least above Andrews average. Andrews has always tight been ends. a great tight end, bro. But we did this year. He's becoming an no, elite tight end. Now he's a top been, three option. This year, he's been a top three tight end yes. in the NFL. Before this, he was probably you know borderline like top, he top five. He was top. Yeah, he was that's top, great. I know, but this year he's taking what? another step. He played six games last year. That's how, like half the season. It's, Eight is half the season. 
So yeah, yeah. But like Mark, half the season, Mark Andrews took another step this year because it's two leading receivers. I'm taking nothing away from Burrow, but we're not going to sit and pretend like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins plus Joe Mixon isn't one of the best top three weapons on any team oh, in the I, league. I agree with you 100. The Bengals have one of the best cores in the NFL when we talk weapons wise. And Auden Tate. For as much exact and Auden Tate. And he's not even playing on IR. Imagine they had Auden Tate. They'd be going berserk. He'd throw for 6,000. But the Bengals also have the 29th ranked offensive line in the NFL right now. So it's not like Burrow's getting a bunch of time. Andrew, you, Andrew, you were the same person that told me early in the season that you're taking the combination of Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown over DeAndre Hopkins. And I, I think you still stay firm on that opinion. I do. Guess what? For as much injuries as the Ravens have had on their offensive line as well, the Ravens are the 12th ranked offensive line this season. Lamar is throwing to Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. Yes, the running backs, the most replaceable position in football hasn't been there for Lamar. But when we talk about receivers, tight ends, and an offensive line, Lamar has still had that, yet has had his worst season statistically since entering the NFL outside of his rookie year. 16 touchdowns to 13 interceptions, 16th in QBR. It's not like he has no help. He do, He's not Russell Wilson he, in it right now. No. He has help. I will say this. He has been decimated with injuries. He's lost key pieces to this O-line. And the running and backs. And went to the running backs 100%. The defense has done nothing to the help defense has been the most terrible. He's, the defense, has, they've had their moments. They are they've mid. overall been bad. They're I, average. Oh. I, I want to I finish this. They're, so, They're average. I want to finish this. Last season, when Staley went out, before they went out, they were five and one. Staley goes down; they lose immediately. They end the season eleven and five. Regardless of that, they had a solid season. However, Staley has been unreliable these last two years. This year specifically, you lose Staley, you trade Orlando Brown in the offseason, you trade him to your contender, one the contender in the AFC in the Kansas City Chiefs. Now you're you're depleting your depth at the offensive line. Staley goes out. You lose other pieces on this O-line. The defense is decimated beyond belief. Like Joel mentioned, you lose J.K. Dobbins. You lose Gus Edwards. Uh, Rashad Bateman comes in five games into the start of the season. You're not really getting true chemistry with your number one draft, your first round draft pick. He was given a lot to overcome this offseason. And for five, six, seven weeks... Lamar Jackson did overcome it, but it got to a point in the season where injuries just completely sucked up, sucked the life out of this team. And Lamar Jackson's only human. He could not overcome it. And he's still at eight wins in 13 full games. You're right. Okay. You have an excellent point. Despite all the injuries to the offensive line. You're right. They don't have a top 10 offensive line anymore. They still have the 12th ranked one though. Despite all the injuries, they but still Lamar's have a- mobility allows those numbers to be a little bit skewed. I say the same thing with Kyler Murray. These- Their offensive line is still okay. It's still good. Their ranking is 12th. The ranking is 12th in the NFL. You can talk about the mobility thing, all those aspects. I'm sure all these football analytics sites like PFF take that into account. Because this is measured up from football outsiders, PFF, and an analytics and it's all combined and it makes one score. The same thing, the same, the same chart shows the Dolphins dead last, and we can agree that's a pretty accurate but Tua, statement. But Tua is not as mo- not nearly as mobile as a, a Lamar, a Herbert, a Kyler. 
you're you're mentioning all the stuff Lamar has had overcome. Yes, he's had injuries on the offensive line. The offense he's had injuries. Yes, the offensive line is still good. The weapons are still good. These are we've said it before. These are the best weapons Lamar has had in his entire I career. I agree. What did Joe Burrow have to overcome? A coach that was on the hot seat if he didn't have a winning season in Zach Taylor, who at the time before the season was unproven. An offensive line that's 29th ranked in the NFL. He is, had is a, knee, a brutal knee injury. Is Burrow proven? Burrow, Burrow yeah. has proven himself this yeah. year. But they but said still, Lamar wasn't proven until he got his first playoff win. Yeah, so the narrative, we got the narrative. Can that's we wait? Before Lamar, everyone was wrong about Lamar, so they What's had to the do something else. It was he can't come back from if he's losing. He can't win a There's playoff a game. Now he's fact. done it. it Joe, can't beat the you're right. There's a difference though. With Lamar, at first it was can he pass? He proved that. The next one it was can he win in the playoffs because. The Ravens, they got upset. They did. They were a div- they had a bye they and they heavy, lost to the Titans that should have never beat them. Mm-hmm. That's why there were different expectations for Lamar. Because you were the unanimous MVP in the NFL and you lost in the playoffs. Joe Burrow, what he has to prove right now is that he's a franchise quarterback. Which he's proven to me. I agree. Which he I, oh, has I proved. 100% agree. Lamar has already proved he's a franchise yes. quarterback. The next step is, can he win in the playoffs now? Which so there's different expectations for them, and that's why I say it's a bit different. Joe Burrow has had to overcome a lot. And when talking about who I want to go forward, moving forward with, do I want to go with Joe Burrow, who I, he's a better passer than Lamar? Yes. I just feel like the lifespan of quarterbacks that run and play the style of play that Lamar plays in, no, you're right. it's just not sustainable. Yeah, I think so. Both- I, and despite that, even like Joe Burrow has been drastically better than Lamar. A lot of quarterbacks have been just, drastically better than Lamar this yeah, season. You just read out the stats. They're very mar- Burrow has been marginally better. Yes, in the last two seasons. But if we just do this season, it's not even close. But then you take it. You're taking account Lamar's number one asset, and that's him running. He's the best <laughs> rushing quarterback we've seen. Ever. Even even with the rushing though, Joe Burrow is completing seventy percent of his passes this year. He's thrown for over 4,000 yards. He has 30 touchdowns. He's a beast, So 14 bro. interceptions. I know. That's, I'm not taking so anything away. So this season, Joe Burrow versus Lamar, it's not close. If we're, talking this, if we're talking this season, agreed. You're asking, the question was, who is the best quarterback in the division? You can't, right now, you cannot give it to Burrow. Yeah, I'm uh, giving it to Burrow. I, if we want to talk longevity... I will shake your hand because I agree. I no, think right I would now, take a passer over a, a running quarterback. Right now, personally. right so, now, but right, I'm taking Burrow. You you cannot until he shows you in the playoffs he's as good as we all think he can be. And I think he will. I think he will. He won a national championship, did he? He's built for these type of moments. He's built for it. They're both tier two quarterbacks to me. And, and we talk we talk about Lamar. I don't, I don't think they're in the Herbert, Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers See, tier. the difference with me, because now we're tier. getting to the longevity aspect of it, I do believe Burrow could get into that tier. I've had, I've I think had Lamar this, will be yeah, stuck he can get at tier two. I've had this debate a lot. I, not this Burrow-Lamar debate, but I had this debate about Lamar's weapons and his help a lot. His rookie season, okay. I just kind of sweep that under the rug because... He didn't have his best season. He still had led into the playoffs, but he did have help. His second year, that roster was stacked. They had the best offensive line in football. They had the best rushing attack in football. A lot of, of it Lamar. is credit to Lamar. <laughs> yeah. I understand. The weapons weren't there at that point in time, even though they had Mark Andrews they weren't, and Hollywood they weren't Brown. They are now. Mark Andrews was still a great tight end at that time. He's 
he's put he's, himself yes. in elite now, but he was a great tight end in 20, 2018 and Lamar's and no 2019 yes. and Lamar's second season, his MVP season. And their defense was one of the best in the NFL. Like they were a great team. The knock on the team was they can't pass the ball. Lamar can't come from behind. I mean, yeah, because they built the offense around Lamar's strengths. And that's what maximized him as a player. The very next year, they had the same roster, but they got Calais Campbell. Marshall Yonder retired. That was huge. But they still had one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL. And as much as people want to discredit Greg Roman, this guy, when he was with Buffalo in 2015 with Tyrod Taylor, they had the best rushing attack with him and LaShawn McCoy. So Greg Roman, as much people want to knock him for his for his passing concepts, this guy maximizes your team's rushing ability. Sure. Now this year, Lamar still has help. That offensive line is still good enough. Those receivers have gotten better. You raved about Hollywood Brown. Mark Andrews is an elite tight end now. Are we going to say Lamar has no help on offense just because the most replaceable position in, in football in a running back is That's not the, that there is for their him? their offense, though. Their main way to attack a defense is running the ball. And Lamar, let's not act like he had a terrible full season. His first five, six games, like you said, that Chiefs game, those Colts game, he looked phenomenal. He was on pace to have better, better stats than his MVP season. Yes, his next six, seven games, he came back down that to matters. earth and he struggled. That matters. Okay, but I've already seen multiple years of Lamar being able to win MVPs, go to the playoffs, win playoff games. That, I don't care about Russell a six-game stop. What's the knock on Russell Wilson? He cools down second half. So why don't right. we say the same thing for Lamar? He it cooled happened. down the second half of the year. Bro, this was am I gonna, not last year. Am I, I going to last year. this year? I'm talking about this but year. Am I going to credit Lamar for something he didn't do? why are we disrespecting Lamar like we haven't seen a team? Him be a unanimous MVP. Forget about that. When was the last time we saw a team be as unlucky as the Baltimore Ravens this season? They've been killed They have been lucky. How? They're come from behind wins against the Chiefs. Who was the one that fumbled that put the Ravens in position to win? Okay, and how about the Colts victory, though? We're going to say that yeah, wasn't all respect. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was great in that game. But let's not act like Look, the Ravens haven't gotten lucky this season. Uh, yes, sh- they absolutely I, have. I'll shut down the second half thing because like I was alluding to a little bit before, last season they started 5-1. and one. Staley went down. They actually got to 5-5. Five and five. They went undefeated the rest of the season after that. So Lamar can get it done second half. We've seen yeah, it. I don't know why that was. This season. No, no. I didn't say he can't get it done second this half. Season. You're I just saying, saying this you, season. You brought up the thought. I, I'm not. Ah, you did. You brought you up did. the thought. No, I didn't. You did. Because you said what's Russell Wilson's... Russell Wilson was on pace to break passing records in the first half but of the year last year. But that's happened for us year after year after year after year. This happened okay. a five-game stretch happened, for Lamar. But, it's like but the, re- the But league. the reason why Russell wasn't... He wasn't MVP was because of that second half of the year. Therefore... I'm not going to credit Lamar for slowing down in the second half of the year. If he slowed down in the second half, that's what happened. I'm not going to give him brownie points for being good in the first half. And, oh, he couldn't maintain it in the second half. But, oh, that doesn't matter. I'm just going to sweep that, it under it the rug. It doesn't matter. We have multiple years of Lamar that's, being productive, winning games, oh. coming back, winning the playoffs. That I don't care about a bad wait, wait, five-game stretch. Winning, he's won one game in the playoffs. Regardless. Okay, one game. About, see, one wait, game. You're, Joe Burrow you're talking has about Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Russell Wilson is a Super Bowl champion. I never brought up Russ. You, no, did. you did. I am not going to talk about Russell Lamar. You're, talk, the same but light. You're, you're talking about 
Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson come from you, you, you were you were just mentioning Lamar Jackson's come from behind victories. Russell Wilson has ten yes, times more bro, what he yes, has. Yes, Russell yes, so Russell, Lamar, Russell Lamar is different. better. He's different. obviously better. But we're talking about Burrow and we're talking about Lamar, and we're talking about how over these last couple of seasons, last three seasons, Lamar has been proven. He doesn't. Uh, only thing There's he has to else prove. Lamar's to do. I never said he wasn't. I'm just, I'm just Super saying. Bowl. That's the only that's thing he has to do. That's the only thing he has to prove. Joe Burrow has been excellent this season. If you're ju- if you are saying you're projecting Joe Burrow to be better than Lamar Jackson, I will shake your hand because I agree. Off Mm-mm. this season, you Mm-mm. can't say it yet until uh-uh. Burrow wins. Uh huh. You want to know why? Let's hear it. You want to know why? I'm interested. See, I like how you worded that. If you're projecting Burrow to be better than Lamar, you have a case. Rather than if you look at the numbers this season, you have the ultimate case. Yes, in the past, Lamar has been better. Mostly due to the fact that Burrow was only in the league for one year and got injured. Yes, so is Lamar, Burrow better than Russell Wilson? He's playing better than him this year. Oh, but is he better than yeah, Russell Wilson? That's a great Wilson? question. He is. Oh, yo, that's a real. That's real. He is. I respect it. I respect it. I don't agree, but I respect it. If I, if I, the Denver, wild. The Denver Broncos, wild. the Denver Broncos, the reasons he's crazy. The Denver, and, but crazy. also, but also, Russell Wilson has been good this year. Uh, he's, he has a 99 he's passer hurt. rating, 20 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He got hurt. He got hurt. If I'm the Denver injury, Broncos, the same. and I'm like, if I'm picking between a QB, Russell Wilson or Joe Burrow, I'm going with Joe Burrow. For one season? Or just, for, like, because Burrow's significantly younger. You're saying one season I'll take Russ, but if you're like to start a franchise, yeah, I'll take Yo, Burrow. Yo, you're crazy. Joe Burrow. You're forgetting, you're forgetting how great <laughs> Russell Wilson is, No, bro. I know Russell Wilson is great. But it's a, he's a Super this, Bowl champion. This season, this season, this season, nothing except the regular bro, bro, season, bro, 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 bro. This season, I'm giving it to Burrow. Okay, and that's fine. No, I agree. But we, but, but we didn't also, say that. you said the also, other way around. But also, I'm going to say it wasn't who's better this season because then this wouldn't be a topic. Yeah, I was going to say it's who's better. Period. And if you are who's better. Ju- Joe Burrow's better. He's been better. He's been uh, better this year, bro. Yes, in and this general, year, yes, yes. I'm and NFL's a year. To, NFL, you, you know, I find I find this really funny coming from you two guys. Oh yeah, Before I go, before I say what I want to say, I just want to mention this briefly because we talked about whether or not it was disrespect for the Bengals to run up the score. Yeah, and I love that it was disrespectful. The Bengals should have ran up the score, and Joe Burrow said this isn't Pee Wee football. Yeah. They ran it up on us last year, yeah. and that's a fact. That. I love because, facts. Because love last that. year, you look at you look at it. Last year, the Ravens blew the Bengals out. They beat them twenty-seven to three, then thirty-eight to three. Yeah, Burrow run up the score this yeah, year, hundred percent. And p- people that want to talk about, oh, Burrow only threw five hundred yards against you know a, a garbage yeah, defense and stuff nobody. like that. Okay, he threw 400 yards and three touchdowns when they were healthy. He, oh, he's a beast. He scored 41 points on them each time this year. He's like, a beast. Joe Burrow's dominated them regardless if they were out with a bunch of players on COVID. Jamar Chase dominated Marlon Humphrey. Like, so let's not even play that because Burrow was dominating them before this. You want, This is why I find it funny. Now going on to my ultimate point. I find it funny coming from you too because earlier in the season when we had the Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore thing, I'll admit, I was wrong. Deontay Johnson is better than DJ Moore. But how come when it comes to wide receivers, even though DJ Moore has the track record over Deontay Johnson, we say Deontay's better. But when it comes to quarterbacks, even though Burrow has been better than Lamar and Russ, you take into account their history, and that's why you put them over this current guy. I'll answer. Quarterback position is different. 
because from wide receiver season to the next, things change. Quarterback? That matters too, though. But for, because DJ Moore, nobody is throwing him the ball. They're interchanging quarterbacks, bro. I do, I and he still has so a thousand yards. Bro, and he still has the thousand yards this season. But, but Big Ben is better than Cam and Sam Darnold. I agree. However, I, I, as much as I want to defend Ben, Joel, you can read the numbers. Ben has been statistically. And I remember you yes. said, I said the 43rd. He has the, num- the most turnover worthy plays in the NFL this year. So uh, Deontay has not had the best quarterback situation either. And last season, Deontay would have had an excellent season if he cleaned up the drops. Now we've seen him clean up the drops and we've seen him become a top 10 wide receiver or at least a right cusp, yeah. top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. The difference between the wide receiver and a quarterback is that the quarterback is the most important position in football. And you know and, that. And one one other thing, too. That's we're not, talking about Deontay and DJ Moore. We're talking about like two, three years of productivity. Russell Wilson has 10 years in Super Bowl champions. That We're talking about different levels of productivity. Nah, here. the Russell to, to Burrow is hot. It's no, not. I like it, thing, though, because I could see Burrow in the next few years overcoming Russ just because of age no, and regression. Russ but has been not amazing. right now. We know that. Russ has been amazing. We know that. He's a Super Bowl champion. Facts. But we know why he's a Super Bowl champion. It's Legion of Boom. He was amazing, but we know why. We know why. We he's know what led a top his, five offense historic. Before. No, he has. And this is more thing. than one. I'm sorry, and, Drew, but 43 to 8. This is what like, I this is what I, I want to say. I'm sorry, this bro, is, but 43 points. This like, is, come on. This is we the, can't just, just put it on the defense. This is the fast. I mean, they had a pick six in that. Oh, okay, and, uh, six. So they have 35. A, they had a kick return touchdown. However many points you they want to give them, bro, minimum, we're talking about 30. Harvin. We're talking about at least 30 points on in the Super Bowl against a really good defense in the Broncos. No, we were not that good. We were not that good at that time. Champ oh, Bailey okay. was still on that team. All Enough. Right. All right. Champ Bailey was I'm, old. I'm he was washed. Saying, bro. That this defense is, was garbage. This is going to be my final point when talking about this. I can't believe you did that. To you me. mentioned bro, you mentioned the thing about receivers. You mentioned the thing about you mentioned the thing about quarterbacks are the most important position. Okay. Well, last year Joe Burrow had one of the worst offensive lines in football. He had a rookie receiver in T. Higgins who. Yes, he's proven himself, but he was a rookie last year. He had Tyler Boyd, who's a good slot, but he didn't have a good third receiver. Yeah, Mixon. Auden Tate was in and out, man. He wasn't able to help see, that much. The, the offensive line and argument Ozama for me. got hurt, bro. The, see, the offensive line argument for me kind of gets thrown out the window no, when it, it comes to Russell Wilson. Okay. Because okay. Russell Wilson hasn't had a good old line Ever. since they traded Max Unger to the Saints. Okay, that's fine. Like, but like we, we're seeing, but we're seeing Russell Wilson right now. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, both great weapons. Not being able to get it, not even throwing the ball to DK. It's been tough for him this year. We're seeing it this year. But also, regardless of having a good year. And even with Burrow, Lockett's Lockett's having having a really good year. The the Seahawks have a better offensive line than the Bengals. They're both not good. They're both not good, but the Bengals is one of the worst. They're the 29th ranked offensive line in football. And when it comes to pass blocks, they're 30. So let's not act like Burrow has this perfect situation. He doesn't have this perfect situation, and he's putting up these. These numbers off of off a torn knee, bro. He's off a amazing. torn knee. He's a beast. So I'm talking about. Who, I know. I know he's a beast. Who's better right now? I'm taking Joe Burrow, right Russell now, Wilson. Oh ne- next God. year, ne- next if you tell me Russell 100, I'm bro, bro, taking Russ. Next year, next year, if Russell Wilson. Let's say he goes to Denver and he's with Judy and he goes crazy with them. Okay, will I slot Russ above? Joe Burrow? Of course you will. Yes, but that's how these quarterback rankings work, bro. It's year to year things. They're year to year things. I can't agree to a degree. To a degree, I can't agree. 
Well, why, why talk, do we have? Hold on. Wait, we're hold comparing on. Russ and Joe Burrow. That's the only reason. Josh why I can't Allen's agree. first big time year came last season. Correct. Before that, his years were terrible, average. No, the, he his, was the his rookie season was average. His second year was average. He was the least accurate quarterback no, in the league. His those rookie two years year, in a row. his rookie yeah, year, he was terrible. His second year, they made the playoffs. They, he was at an average quarterback. Then he made the jump to a great quarterback. When Josh Allen made that jump, I put him in my top seven. I put him in my top six. So me Joe Burrow, I'm so different. Joe Burrow making that sold jump. On Josh Allen until he showed it, he no, showed it to me a, this year, and I told yeah. we had multiple conversations about this where there was a period of time where I was hesitant to put him over Dak, which is bonkers, ludicrous. But I needed to see it again. He's shown it to me now. He's solidified. Yeah. So you're saying you needed to see it. You I see need it again. To see it again. Well, what I'm saying I is need that to see it in the playoffs. What I'm, also. what I'm seeing, what I'm seeing from Burrow, is enough, and that's why I have him where I have him. I've seen enough. I've seen this season. No, no, it's not crazy. Because this is Russ's worst season. And I I couldn't remember how long this is the worst season he's had. And still, he's not putting up terrible numbers. He's He's just been injured. He's never missed a game. Even even the same thing. The same argument can be be applied to Kyler Murray, bro. Before the season, Kyler Murray just had one great season before heading into this season. I disagree. His rookie season was solid. He was was good. Okay, but he wasn't a great season. It wasn't a top 10 season, bro. Last year was his first great season. Year two. And you came here on the pod and said he can be better than Russ. He can be a top five quarterback. And at the time, we laughed. But guess what? Right now, who are you who are you going with? Who are you going with right now? Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson? You're talking to the wrong person. I mean Kyler yeah, Murray. I was say, so I'm you're going with Kyler. Kyler. What's, I would the, take Kyler what's the gap Burrow between too. Burrow and Kyler? It's not a gap, bro. Mm. It's not yeah, it's not a gap. It's so not, it's, not it's not crazy to say Burrow's better than Wilson. Uh, all right. All right. All right. That's that was a really good argument right there. That was a really good argument, right Kyler there. Kyler just has two last year and this year. That he was had, a really while good Burrow argument. Really, while Burrow really, while he was solid as a rookie and he was battling a lot of different, obviously before injury, the offensive line. We have two years of Kyler compared to one of Burrow. I'm not expecting Burrow to fall he off. Was, he was great though. Yeah. So okay, he was but good. Another no, 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 he was great. Bro. He was he was really good. Kyler Murray had, was good. Joe Burrow was had on like pick. Bro, 50 Joe, attempts a game, bro. They were just throwing him out there. And like, he was let's just not passing also, like can we not no, gloss over that right Joe that. Burrow no, leads the league like in interceptions? Like, let's not gloss over it. He doesn't lead the league in interceptions. He doesn't. At least last week he was number one. What is he number two now? He had a lot of tip, bros. Like the ones to Jamar Chase. I'm just saying he still has of. Good amount of interception turnover worthy Here's, plays. Bro, if you look at the Bengals last year. He's tied for the most. Bro, look at the Bengals last year with Joe Burrow in his rookie season with not a bunch of help around him. <clears throat> look at how many one-score games they were in. They were in like five one-score games. Bro, he was throwing a ton. He had 36, 61, 44, 36, 30, 40, 47. They couldn't like, run the ball. Their offensive line was horrid. I know, but I'm just saying that does. And it's nothing against Burrow. He had a great season, but he was also having a you're ton t- of opportunity. Okay. You're talking about they were losing all you're the time. You're talking about a rookie attempting those many pass attempts yeah, and being productive. Yeah. But the same thing That's with not Kyler. a knock on him, bro. It's, it's not, but we're saying, because you were talking about how Burrow, it could be better than Russ. And we said the same thing about Kyler. They both had really good rookie seasons. Kyler was amazing his second year, just like Burrow's doing the same thing right now. And Kyler's off to an amazing start his third year. So that's why he has the extra year over Burrow, which is why I gave him a little bit. Of, I just also think Kyler's better than Burrow. That's I why I give him a little bit of leniency to... And you said you have Kyler over Burrow too, so I mean, I do have Kyler over Burrow, but it's not a gap. And I I put Kyler over Burrow off the the simple running factor. Are you regretting it now? No, no, no. Okay, good. good, I put Kyler over Burrow because of the running ability. That's 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 the only reason why. 
but it's not a gap. I mean, and arm it's talent right though, there. Arm talent is close. Arm it talent, is. it is close. But when I when I look at a guy reading defenses, being a leader, I can't being vocal, leader, I disagree. Intangibles, leader, I just vocal, think Burrow. I think it's Burrow. I just Burrow. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, oof, I don't know. Kyler is a, a leader, man. The fact that he he has the the ability to to get on D Hop's case, D Hop, who. You can't tell him nothing. Kyler already has gained that privilege in the NFL this early. You make an excellent point. What I'm saying, though, is that Joe Burrow, despite the attempts, bro, because if, if you're using attempts, okay, let's knock Justin Herbert next for his attempts. And that's why he had a great rookie season. Justin Herbert ran away with the Good offensive point. rookie of the year. The only reason why is, well, it was Justin Jefferson and him. The only reason why it was a two-man race was because Burrow got hurt. Bro was on pace to break all those records, bro. He was, he was right he was there amazing. with Herbert. Right no, there with I'm not, Herbert. I'm not saying. He tore his knee and came back early from it. And he's leading the Bengals to the playoffs has first Joe, in their division. But has Joe he's, Burrow he's, been, I don't want to say perfect because no quarterback's been perfect. He hasn't been perfect, no. He, like, but there's been some moments where the record's fine. And he has the games where his blow-up games are unbelievable. But there was a span of games where he he didn't have over 200 yards passing. The team is just capable of winning games right now. This is a very yeah. well-improved role. How many games in a row was it? Uh, I mean, under 200. No, no. no there's... Uh, I'm telling you, aside from last week... Re- read me the last seven games. The um, passing yards. Okay, here we go. We're starting week eight. 259, 282, 148, 190, 300, 348, 157, 525. Okay, under 200. There you go. Yeah, two games. Or three, but three over like, you know, like five weeks or something. Okay. Like Three over five weeks. I'm just saying, statistically, yeah, five. the blow-up games help his case for sure. But I'm not going to sit here and say every single week he's lighting up the stat sheet. I'm not going to say that. He's had a lot of big weeks. He though. pretty much has been doing that, though. So he's, there's there's he's been a lot one, of... Two, no, three, his blow-up weeks have five. been unbelievable. Yes, five, three. So am I going to... Hold up. So Joe Burrow has had four meh games. That's it. And one of them was against the Broncos. You and have the Denver. best passing defense in the NFL. We do. The other one... Raiders, was against the Steelers Pittsburgh. at that time. Raiders, okay, no Steelers. Steelers no. secondary is garbage. Both, Raiders, he struggled both times against uh, against Pittsburgh. He had one 172 yards. Division. He had three touchdowns. But and then Ra- the other game was 190. And one Raiders touchdown. secondary but this, but this is, is not. But it this either. is the other thing, though. Let's look at the games where he has those 172 yards. Okay, week three versus Pittsburgh. He was. They won 24 to 10. He didn't need to pass that. He much. also had three touchdowns. Let's look. Let's look at the very next game. 148 versus the Raiders. They won 32 to 13. He didn't need to pass that much. Other game, Pittsburgh, he had 190 yards. They won 41 yeah, to 10. Where, where does he need to pass for Fair that enough. many yards? Fair enough. The Denver game was the only one that was close and he didn't pass for many yards, but you well, have a great have, secondary. Yeah, we have yeah. arguably the best secondary in the league. Yeah, no. Nah. Burrow's a beast, man. Hey, Burrow has four games under 100 yards. Well, Tom Brady, who's MVP, at least number two to MVP right now, he had two horrible games against the Saints. He's had I I can I'm pretty sure he's had other games. He probably has as much mad games as Burrow, bro. So all these quarterbacks have mad games. Stafford had a mad Stafford, that's true, but. bro. Stafford had a mad game versus the Niners and the Titans mm-hmm. and the Cardinals. That's three mad games. So like every quarterback's gonna have three to four okay okay games, games out of a 17 game season. But Burrow has pretty much been lighting teams up. Just in the grand scheme of things, just. Ugh. It's a you're making fair points. You're making fair points. I just I need to wait and see ultimately before I could put him over Russell. I need to wait and see on Russ, but him being a franchise like a, oh no no borderline yeah, elite, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's got got it, so you don't need to wait on Lamar. In what sense? Who's better? 
I'm still taking Lamar right now. I told you, in the long haul, I'm in on Burrow. I'd rather the passer. Well, but right now, at least right now, you can't say that. Lamar's going to be hard because this year he's banged up. He was at practice today, but he correct. was limping around. Like I think this se- the rest of the season for the Ravens is... I don't I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. It's, I think it's uh, they're kind of beat, but... I think like even we could see next year. I mean, it's fuck. It's a long way away, but well, still. You you okay? That's great. But I want to tell you this: the Bengals are the first team in NFL history to have a four thousand yard passer, one thousand yard rusher, and two a thousand yard receivers. All twenty five or younger in the same season. That's tough. So this offense isn't going anywhere. Right, and Lamar and has just, the most wins the by any thing, quarterback under twenty five. And the same thing. Oh, so. win is not a quarterback stat. I don't it, care. You, quarterback, no, stop quarterback it. Stat, stop bro. it. We literally, that, ju- that Dak had the most wins in like the first two seasons of like. Right, but are you behind like quarterback? Do, do quarterbacks not have the biggest impact on a game? They have like forty percent the biggest impact in any other position. I think like thirty five percent the biggest position 30, in probably any sport. Thirty five percent of wins can be attributed to quarterbacks. Thirty five. Are you just pulling that number out? Like no, fifty percent is on the at, defense. Just look at the Broncos, man. We're a mid team because we don't have a great. Bro, it's bro. offense and defense. There's eleven guys on defense that have then, to do a job. That's fifty per. Defense accounts for fifty percent of a win. Yeah, in but, my opinion. Okay, but what about the games where Lamar has to put up forty because his defense gives up thirty five? That's fair. Like you know what I'm saying, bro. Like quarterbacks, sure, but there's no stat or no position that contributes to a to a win. But quarterbacks, by but that, far but, and but, away, have the biggest single saying, impact. But you're talking about what? Are, what about the games that Lamar has to put up 45? Well, if you look at the first three seasons of Lamar's career, that really hasn't happened. They blow. I mean, teams that 2019 out season, their they had the number one so offense great. in the league. Okay, but their defense was great. Look they at also their they had the number rank. one offense, regardless of how good their defense was. They had the best offense in the league. But they're you're talking. You're, you just told me that Lamar has to put up these not big, often. Has, I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying like, in general. Like, okay, ver, this is the first thing that pops up into my mind. Last year, or, or was it, it? It was 2019 or 2020. Well, I think it was 2019. In 2019 versus the Rams, Monday Night Football. That was a great game. Lamar throws five touchdowns. They're blowing the Rams out. Yeah. So. I'm going to attribute 80% of the win to Lamar, not 50%. Not the, not for the defense stopping a high-powered offense in the Rams. No, but even but still, you that have was, to score to win. That wasn't that was after, to win too. That was after they were elite. And it was that was Jared blowout. Goff's post-elite season. 2019, they went 9-7. Sick. That's a good record. That's a, still a good team, though. I, I know, bro, but still, like, if you have the... He had the number one ranked offense. Yeah, that's tough, man. You're, you're, like okay. I, you could have a great defense if you're like the twelfth ranked offense, okay. But if you're number one, that matters a ton. Okay, right now the Packers—they're not the first ranked offense. The Cowboys are, but the Packers are definitely a top three offense, and they have the best—they have one of the best defenses in football right now. We're attributing their wins to the defense and and Rodgers. Packers, and I would say Rodgers MVP right now. The reason that, the re- that's exact that was bro, a bad example. No, it's not to because a the reason why we're picking the Packers to be. Super Bowl contenders both, is be- exactly because they have both, but that's fifty percent of the so- of the, of the game, yeah. bro. The reason, the reason, the only thing. So then, why does an MVP go to the number one defense? What do you mean? MVP is an individual award. I agree. But it's always a quarterback. It's the most important player because it's the best a quarterback. Player. Because you could lose Jair Alexander and nothing happens. You lose Aaron Rodgers, you're screwed. Your season's over, bro. I get it. I said quarterbacks attribute for most of the win, but it's not. So, but you're wins saying is not a quarterback stat. Bro. It matters a ton, bro. Like it's that not a quarterback stat. So much to wins. It's and not losses. a quarterback stat. You the, lose a you lose a quarterback, the whole team falls apart. I get it. I know quarterback is the most important position. But what is the biggest knock on Brady's legacy? 
And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I believe in that. Those it was narratives. Belichick more than anything. Not even Belichick, but just that Tom Brady always has a top defense. And he's also in the and, AFC East. And he's allowed to make mistakes, and his defense covers up for it. He's Belichick. In, in the Super Bowl. Against when, the Eagles. In the Super Bowl. For 500 yards, and he lost. Yeah, that's a fact. In the Super Bowl versus the Falcons. Yes, the Patriots had to score in the second half, but their defense continued to stop a high-powered Atlanta Falcons offense that was the best offense in the league at that time. So they attributed to that win. It's so just because Brady won, yes, he's the yes. one. He's the one that gets praised and glamorized for the win. But talking, Edelman made a fantastic yes. catch to do that. Is that so? I'm just gonna say, oh, Brady no. win. Oh, that's no, bro. But no, generally bro, speaking, it's a whole thing. in like 90 percent of situations, if a quarterback goes down, the rest of the team goes down. If you lose your best defensive player, like we see with Jair Alexander, it has virtually no impact on the defense. That isn't for every player, but I'm saying a quarterback goes down, the entire offense goes down. So you, so what you're saying is that. You think winning is a quarterback stat? That's what you're saying. You they have you, the biggest impact on wins and losses. Okay, so because of that, before the before the season started, did you think Matthew Stafford was a great quarterback, even well, though he has I, a losing record, a, a really bad losing record? That's difficult, though. Why? Because so I you thought see, Jimmy G was better than Stafford before the season, no, even because bro. Jimmy G has more wins. But look at the you have to. I understand what you're saying. I do understand what you're saying. But when you bring up, like, because the team does contribute to wins and losses. But when you're talking Major. about Matt Stafford against the Lions in a tough division, that's one thing. Okay. Right? When you're talking about Lamar, who's also in a tough division, but he's carrying the team to the number one offense. What about Derek Carr? What about Derek Carr? He hasn't made the playoffs since 2016, and he got injured before he made it. Um, he's been a great quarterback for a couple years now. Yes. Quarterbacks that have more wins than him, are they better than him? Because they have that, more wins. I don't. I mean, just because a lot you have more wins doesn't mean high, you're I mean, better. You have Kirk Cousins over Derek Carr right now. Do you think Derek Carr is on Kirk Cousins' level? Yeah, they're in the same tier. So, okay. But right now, you're, you're giving more praise to Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has thrown 30 touchdowns and 7 picks. But bro, Derek Carr is top 20 and 20. But Derek Carr is number 2 in passing yards. But he's Kirk Cousins has 30, 30 touchdowns. He has then way look more at touchdowns. the personnel that, that Derek Carr is playing with. Kirk Cousins has one of the worst offensive lines in front of him. And Derek Carr is throwing to... Not Darren Waller because he hasn't been out there. Brian Hunter, Edwards, Hunter Renfro, Renfro, Brian. Ren- uh, I understand, Monroe. but you want to know what's the thing about Kirk that? Cousins throwing the Jettas, Dalvin Thielen. Cook whenever he's in Thielen. Thielen has been been out recently, but Re- these okay, last I, two I, I, get, I get what you're saying, but that's why I have Derek Carr over Carson Wentz because I think Kirk Cousins is still having to deal with an awful offensive line. Carson Wentz has a a team established over him, and although and Derek Carr's O line's not that good, they traded all of them this offseason or let him go. I know, but Minnesota's is worse, bro. That's why I have Carr over Wentz. Because even though Wentz is having a better year, I think Carr in that similar situation in Indy would be better for them. Wins and losses, it is a quarterback stat, but that doesn't make you a better or worse quarterback just because you have more wins. How come, though? If you think it's so highly weighted. It's so highly weighted. But I don't care just because... You know, Jimmy G has more wins than Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr. Doesn't make him a better quarterback. I acknowledge he has the better head coach. He's had the better defense. He's had the better weapons. I mean, maybe not Kirk, but regardless. Just because wins does contribute, or quarterbacks do contribute the most to wins, but just because you have more wins does not make you better than other quarterbacks. I agree. Okay. I agree with you wholeheartedly, but that's where the crux of my debate comes in, where that's why I don't think winning is a quarterback stat. Because I know if a quarterback is great or not. Even if even if Stafford loses, 
I've been calling Stafford an elite quarterback for for how long I can remember. And nobody ever said he was elite because he doesn't win. The Detroit doesn't win. I always knew Stafford was elite. Now he goes to the Rams. We see what's happening. That's why I don't think winning is a quarterback stat because I know great quarterbacks can be stuck in awful situations. Yeah. The same way where great quarterbacks can be in great situations. You're talking about Lamar carrying, bro. This year he Outside, has. This year is the only year he's carried, bro. But is it a knock on him that he's had great teams? No, it's not a knock on him. Okay, so what are we it's, talking it's, about? It's not, it's not a knock on him, but I'm not going to say that winning is the reason why he's above these guys, bro. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. But all right, so then but you I'm have to attribute the MVP. Then you have to attribute the over a thousand rushing yards. Yes, then you have to attribute yes, he's the, the best. And nine. I think he's the best dual threat quarterback in the history to ever of live over Michael Vick. Correct. He's I think the best he's ever. the best dual threat quarterback Correct. ever. Correct. But he has some flaws in his game still, bro. Yeah, he does. And let's not act he's, like he's in year four. He's, he's gotta, like he's never been in a Russell Wilson s situation where Russell Wilson has legitimately. Had to carry squads he was, to the playoffs. was doing it this year, bro. He had eight wins through 13 full games, and this roster was not good. He was good. doing it this year, but didn't finish the job. I mean, he's going to play this week, so I, maybe, maybe I don't he think does, he's play this maybe week. Maybe he does. I mean, he was at practice. I he know, but he was limping around okay. bad, bro. Maybe he does play this week, and maybe he finishes the job. But part of carrying your team is being able to fight through those injuries, play through them, and finish off the win. What are you supposed to what do? The, he what, sprained what, his ankle. He can't play. Wait, what did Stafford do? You sent me a video where he, he tore his shoulder and came back and threw a touchdown pass and won against the Browns. All right, good for him. Okay, so I'm saying, part of the... Part we, saw of, Lam- we saw Lamar go into tough. the locker room, run out, and beat the... Who were they playing? Cleveland, the Browns? Cleveland. And Bro, he came part- back that last drive, got on fourth down, then had a touchdown to Hollywood. That doesn't matter? You don't care about that? And how about the season before where 2019 MVP season, he loses to Tennessee, who he was the clear favorite to win. The very next season, he sees Tennessee in the playoffs, and, they win. and he is the reason they win. It, yeah, wasn't, was it wasn't because it wasn't because Calais Campbell made a huge difference in stopping the run. But how about Lamar Jackson absolutely take over? Bro, Derrick Henry had two hundred in the first matchup. Okay. In the very next matchup, he was limited. Not uh, by Derrick Henry standards, he was limited. That was the that that was the big time difference. Them getting Calais Campbell. Yes, Lamar played well. I know he's a great quarterback, but he he's that he has he doesn't carry teams, bro. He was Let's doing it this season, like and carrying. this was also but his best season passing. He was averaging almost two hundred fifty yards, more than two hundred fifty yards a game passing. You, you this was the most bro, he's had all can't, career. You can't, you can't tell me this is the best season he's had passing, bro. It, statistically, he's averaging yards the most per, yards, yards per game. Yards per game wise, yes, but touchdowns interception to interception ratio. Yeah, but he also had an not. outrageous touchdown. Touchdown percentage his 2019 season that's gonna come back down. He had like yeah, nine because, 10% be, touchdown no, percentage. Yeah, because he had like 19 touchdowns in the red zone on, on yeah, under it, 10 yards. It's something yards. that's just not I know, sustainable. I know, I know that. But this is not the best pass season he's had. Maybe yards per game wise it has yeah, been, which but is, not efficiency wise. But I feel like matters. that's gonna translate more because the efficient his efficiency level his MVP season, which we see like a ton of MVP seasons, which is why the whole Madden curse thing is nonsense. Just because your MVP season your efficiency is just outrageous. I think this we, he's come, we are we he's are running come in down circles eventually. in this debate because I believe winning is not a quarterback stat. Yes, I know quarterbacks attribute to winning a lot. They are the most important position in football. But there's still another half of there's still another side of the ball. It's different in basketball where an offensive player can be a defensive player. In football, it can't be that. In, in football, the Patriots versus the Seahawks. The Patriots won a Super Bowl. Why? Because Malcolm Butler made that interception. Had does if he doesn't make that, Tom Brady, that's a loss on his resume. There's a whole nother side of the ball. 
That's why I don't think winning makes a quarterback like I don't think it just elevates them into greatness but status. I, I know argument, Lamar's great on his own. Yes. But I I just I don't I just really hate when people use winning as a quarterback status. That's stat, fine, bro. but my argument You're talking about was he never, has the most wins over 25 yeah, to me. Impressive. To me I'm Regardless, like Regardless, that's to, impressive you, as you know, hell. You know what that sounds like to me? He had a great team. That, when you say that stat, right, to me, it's like he had a great team. I don't like team. that. I don't like that. My argument was that, never Lamar is better because he has more wins. That was never my argument. I just simply brought that up because he does win a lot, which I care about, God forbid. I just think when I hear that, I say the team was great. I don't say, wow, Lamar Unanimous carried. MVP. Okay, and top ten, top five defense, bro. Okay. The best offensive Number one offense football. in the league. The Come number on. the what the but best offensive line in football. Why are you minimizing an MVP? How can you do that? I'm when not minimizing had, an MVP. That, but you kind of are when you say the defense was top five. No, he That's was unanimous MVP. Okay, thirty year old Mark Ingram. They barely weapons like Holly, Mark young Ingram, Hollywood. Mark Ingram was good, bro. Let's not. You, he let's was not, good, but he, I'm but, saying like, was he, he good because Mark Ingram Derrick was good, Henry, bro, or was like, he good because Lamar Jackson opens up the run game because yes. you have to scheme. for It was both. It was both. Lamar, Lamar definitely helps out these running backs, but these running backs still do But look at Devontae Freeman, who has been a bust. Every other team that he's been on outside of the Falcons since he's left the Falcons, and now he plays on on the the Ravens, and suddenly we're seeing a revival in Devontae Freeman's game. We're seeing a sudden revival. It's not like his his production is crazy. I mean, but this is the best he's played since leaving the Falcons. Are we going to attribute that to Devontae Freeman suddenly getting Lamar Jackson takes the Lamar Jackson takes Lamar Jackson takes the shoulder off. The weight of the running backs a lot because of that read option. Absolutely. I agree with you. But unanimous MVP, yes, that's a great individual award. He had the best season that year for a quarterback. I'm not disputing that. But the team was great, not only because Lamar was great, but because everything around him was great as well. The offensive line was the best offensive line in football. The defense was arguably the best defense in football. And then they let up 200 they, yards against yes, Derrick Henry. Yes, but... Nobody expected that. They were 14-2 and two for a reason. They had a buy for a reason. It was Lamar. He accounted for probably 50 to 60% of that say, reason. If Joe Flacco is in, what are they looking at? 10-1 season? It wasn't. It wasn't. He attributed to 50, 50 to 60% Maybe of that. But the defense was there. They were blowing out teams. They were, not blo- they were blowing out teams because the offense was unstoppable. But they were also blowing out teams because the defense was forcing turnovers and stopping teams and giving... The Ravens possess, possessions back on offense with great field position. I mean, this all takes into account. That's why I, you know, the, the wins under 25, bro. You know, the other day I, I mentioned that Jimmy G has the most road wins. He has like the second most road wins. But you see what Shanahan's record is with Jimmy G and without him too. Yes, because the, the drop off from the quarterback he's he's replacing him with. Mullins had the most drastic. yards in NFL history through his whatever X amount of games. I know what you're saying, but it, there's going to be a drastic fall off when you go from a, a, a good quarterback to a... A, a backup and a marginal backup at that, like not even a, a great backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're going to go through that. You're going to go through that. But we saw the same thing in with the Eagles in 2017. When, when they went from Carson Wentz to Nick Foles, it wasn't that big of a gap. But Foles did play well. Yeah. And Foles amazing. was amazing. Same thing in 2019 with the Saints. When we saw Drew Brees go out and we saw Teddy step in, he went five and zero. So if you have, 
uh, if you have somebody come in in place of a guy, it's not that far off. You're gonna get that production and those wins. In spurts though, but you're to- we're talking over multiple Bro, seasons. If, if, like for example, we're talking five games like for, for exa- Teddy, a playoff run for Nick Foles. Like I want to see if you had multiple seasons. I don't think that's the case. That's because backup quarterbacks. It's like tend Colin to Kaepernick might be like the only one that I, I, in recent history for me at least. That Bro, came that's in because on a, that's on a freak be- injury and was able to start for seasons after. That's because backup. Even he fell off. Ex- that's because backup quarterbacks. I don't, he didn't. Yeah, he, he, he didn't. He threw 60 touch, 16 touchdowns and four interceptions last year with the 49ers. And the 49ers told him, opt out, we'll give you more money. They lied to him blatantly. What I'm, the, the reason for that is because backup quarterbacks don't stay in the same spot, bro. They're always moving around. Teddy Bridgewater, as soon as the Saints were able to trade him, they traded him. Well, when he was a free agency, he signed with the Panthers. Nick Foles, he signed with the Jaguars on a big-time deal. So, you know, they proved themselves, but they're trying to get their bag. So once they prove themselves and the team is gullible and think, okay, maybe this guy can be the guy... They get paid and then they leave. So Brock Osweiler. a great a great backup is always going to move around. He's not going to stay in the same spot. Yeah. Same thing with Tyrod Taylor in the in the Ravens when after he was done backing up Joe Flacco went to the Bills. He was a Pro Bowler. Same thing with Mike White. Don't talk. About <laughs> <that>. <laughs> that was a heated debate. It was. That was, that was, that was like thirty minutes probably. Definitely yeah. longer. It yeah. felt longer. Yeah. I don't know how that. Yeah, that was a good one though. So before our next topic, we're going to give a shout out to DraftKings. You can use promo code TBPN uh, to get a a uh, discount. And hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that will make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey's contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. One of my favorite things to do in the NFL playoffs is first touchdown. I made a lot of money last haven't year. Haven't been doing a squad, a squad, squad ride. ride. But they haven't done that in a minute, low-key. But in the playoffs, I loved betting first touchdown. I don't know. I feel like just because it's a playoff, so teams are going to, you know. Go to their you, best player. Exactly. Like, I remember you used a lot on, like, A.J. Brown last year, J.K. Dobbins last Yo, year. Yo, Devontae Adams didn't get the first touchdown, but then he got two right after. Yeah, shout out to him. You man. know what's funny? I was thinking about exactly that because yeah. I was wrong about it. But Lazard had a freak touchdown. That he was a dropped one. But you know you know why I thought that happened? I thought about it after. I was like, okay, it happened because if Rodgers throws that ball to Adams, they're going to have a dispute over who keeps it. Like, who's going to keep – is Rodgers going to keep his record-setting touchdown or is Adams going to keep it? So I was like – Maybe Rodgers is going to throw it to somebody else so he keeps the ball. And the next one he gives to Adams because that's the record they broke. So I thought about it. I was like, oh, man, I didn't think about that. But now I thought about it. He had a great game. That's such a good Christmas. No, they both tweaked. They both had amazing-ass games. When talking about winning and if it's a quarterback sad or not, a quarterback that falls in line with that thinking is Tua Tungavailoa because he's winning – Dolphins are on a seven-game win streak. Last year, he went six and four. But even though he has a winning record, he might not be better than these other quarterbacks that don't have the winning record. But despite all that, we're not going to get into that. 
They beat the Saints 20-3, to mostly due in part to the defense playing huge. I didn't think Tua had that great of a game, even though he had a great throw in that game to Matt Collins. That was really something good. I've been waiting to see from him. He put I, his had all a few into that throw. Bro, it's because he's lefty, the no, mechanics No, because Mike Vick was one of the most seamless throwers I've ever seen, and he's lefty. Tua, is that, that, that throw? Is that debate done? Because you brought it up on over the weekend. No, is it, it is not. Oh, okay. Because Mike Vick throws it with ease every time he's a lefty. Thank you. Tua, that throw, that was something I was waiting to see from him. That was the first time I, I've seen it in a, in a while. What are you talking That throw, That throw was a, be, was a better throw than the one he threw to Devontae Park versus the Jets, bro. Disagree? Oh, my God. Yes, it was. Yes, no it was. No way. He got hit and... Threw it right into uh, right into breadbasket to Matt both, Collins. They both were ten out of ten, plays. and it was a longer throw. They both were ten out of ten plays. I didn't, one was I a didn't, tighter window. I didn't know Tua can throw that far, but it, oh my God. I do think <laughs> it was like a forty yard pass. I do think it's the it, it that's like his. He had one of those throws against you guys early. I in the do season. think I do think that about? is his limit because I saw Matt Collins trying to trace the ball. He wasn't. He was like, oh, is this going to be underthrown? He, I got he, he actually kind of overthrew him. He had to die for the ball. He, I think I, I think feel like he it was right there. No, it was right there. Yeah, they, they, he fell forward. No, Mac, Mac catch Collins, Mac Collins. Well, it should be a little. While bit the ball was coming, Mac Collins stopped because he was like, "I know Tua can't throw this far, so I'm going to stop a little <laughs> bit." Then he kept running. He was like, "Oh, it's actually farther than I think." Then he sped up a little bit and he got it. So, I, okay, that was very impressive. But the Dolphins, what's more impressive that they're on a seven game win streak. But this weekend they have a tough task against the Tennessee Titans. If the Titans win this game. They clinched the AFC South, and they still have a chance to get a bye week in the playoffs. So this has huge implications. The Titans are 10-5, and 4-3 since Derrick Henry got hurt, but they do got some players in COVID protocols. Taylor Lewan, Nate Davis, Kendall Lamb, Julio Jones, Buster Screen, Bud Dupree, Westbrook Aquina, Jayon Brown, Danico Autry, Cody Hollister. Yeah. They have a lot of names on the COVID reserve list right now. Even though most of these most of the guys are projected to come back, who's going to win this game? Are the Titans going to play spoilers to the Dolphins' playoff hopes? I'll let you start first, Drew. I have to be honest. I've had <laughs> this game. I've had this game circled on my calendar for a long time because this is the game make or break if the Dolphins go undefeated rest of the season. Week eighteen. I'm not worried. Okay. Now to confirm, I will be going week eighteen. To see the Dolphins play the New England Patriots in the Hard Rock. Hopefully to see them clinch a playoff spot. But they got to beat Tennessee first. And I got to be honest, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough because Titans have a decent pass rush. And the Dolphins O-line is absolutely miserable. But the one saving grace is that the Dolphins lead the league in sacks. And Tennessee's defense, excuse me, Tennessee's offensive line is not that great either. It ranks right now 24th in terms of pass blocking wins. They're at 55%, which means 55% of the time their offensive line is blocking properly for their quarterback. And in dead last, Miami Dolphins are at 45%, which is 4% lower than second to last. And they've allowed 45 sacks, fourth in the NFL. That's the one saving grace from being completely honest. The pressure that the Dolphins have bringing to the quarterback position, specifically over these last seven weeks, has been immense. Uh, this past Monday, we saw it against Ian Book. Even though he's a rookie, obviously you're not expecting much. They got to the quarterback. Eight sacks, I believe, something crazy. He didn't stand a chance, regardless of whether you think he played good or not. 
he was getting killed out there, and the Dolphins made it tough for him. And that's what's been the, a, a good part of this run has been the Dolphins' defense stepping up to the elite level that we expected it to be at the start of the season. I do believe Tua does have a great game, though. I think Waddle continues. Again, secondary for for Tennessee is not that great. Waddle's going to have a day. It doesn't matter who Waddle plays now for the rest of the season. Waddle's going to he's going to be who we expect him to be. I'm done seeing the game managing Tua though, to a degree. Like he throws balls It's a big step for him. Very accurately when he needs to. If he needs to throw the ball from 11 to 15, 15 to 20, he'll he'll do it when he has the opportunity. But I want to see it more consistent. This rush defense for Tennessee is a solid defense, so you can't really rely on the run the run too much. Two is going to have to take this game over. And I think he's capable of doing that. But I want to see the stats there, not only because I have him in fantasy, but because I, I, I need this, this, this narrative that he can't do it to go away. He has the capability. He has the arm strength. He has the arm accuracy. The, the, the throws that Tua was, were, was making against the Saints outside of the one that he just airmailed, bad decision. That's the one thing, if I really have to critique his game, is his decision-making. He knows how to place a ball as good as the rest of them. It's his decision-making. Sometimes he gets a little erratic. That's the one, literally the only thing that I really could wa- that I want to see next season him clean up. Other than that, his pocket presence has been fantastic. His ability to move around the pocket, stay strong within the pocket, has been great to see. He's shown great strides in that aspect. His ball placement is going to be great for the rest of his career. I don't have to worry about that. But I want to see him get it done this week against Tennessee. Solid defense in te- with Tennessee Titans. This is a prove a week. You beat Tennessee, people are going to show you the respect that you deserve because right now, all the love's going to the defense. And for valid reason, defense has been great. But now it's your time to shine. And I think he's going to do so. It's so funny uh, thinking about this game. This is the game of the week for me. I'm going to be tuned in all the way. I have tickets to go see the Jets uh, Sunday versus the Buccaneers. If I if I go and scan my ticket, I get a free NFT sent to my phone. Oh, that's fine. So, which is cool. So I, that's I'm, OD. Yeah, I'm thinking about going to the game, but this is a one o'clock game, so I really really want to watch the game. I might just bring my phone and you know just watch it. I wish there. they would have flexed this one, man. But I will say this: I'm worried about the Titans because. The offense is very predictable. Um, They pass it way too much when they're short of the sticks. They do that 54% of the time, which is the fourth highest in the NFL. Average is 44.5%. When you're short of the sticks, you got to run the ball. And it's quite, it's funny how Todd Downing operates because it's contrary to what you're supposed to do. When you're short of the marker, you pass. But when you're, when it's first and 10, second and eight, he runs. He doesn't pass. Yeah. And it makes his offense very predictable. The Titans have been very good, man. And when they lost Derrick Henry, I said this team's pretty much done. I never said that they wouldn't make the playoffs. I just said I don't think they'll be contenders. Yeah. But they have they have proven me wrong because Derrick Henry's on pace to come back. The Titans have beaten so many great teams this year. The Colts, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Rams, the 49ers. The Saints, they're a playoff team. They're not a great team, but they're a playoff team. And the 49ers game was amazing. I think A.J. Brown had his first breakout performance in, in how in so an X amount of weeks. He had 145 yards and a touchdown. It was a fantastic duel between him and Debo Samuel. They were going at it. I think the Titans win this game. And the reason why they win 
this game means the world to the Dolphins. They have to win this game to stay in the playoff race, to be in the playoffs. They do. Who was Miami's former quarterback? Tannehill. Who, I want you to say it louder. Say it for me, Drew. Ryan Tannehill. Who's the quarterback for the Titans? That guy, Ryan Tannehill. You, you know what I think is happening? I think that Ryan Tannehill is looking over when he when they step on to when they step on Nashville, because it's at home in Tennessee. When Tannehill is warming up before the game and he sees Tua throwing the ball in warm-ups, he's probably like, they replaced me for this guy. That's who that's what they did. I think Tannehill, he's been okay all year. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been what he's been in 2020 and 2019. I think he has a big time game against the Dolphins because this is the first time he's facing them since they traded him. I think they traded him for a third round or fourth round pick. Yeah. If I'm Tannehill, that's disrespectful. And he's looking at the Dolphins. He's looking at Tua. This is the guy you replace me with? <laughs> and Tannehill's going to have a big time game. Oh, better quarterback's crazy. I, I mean, mean, he didn't exactly replace them. He got traded yeah, the year before they drafted. Years. Listen, how does he have this great game? Julio. AJ Brown. 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 AJ Brown, really? Yes. So Xavier Howard. Don't care. And Javon Holland, who's Don't been care. absolutely stellar. Bro. What? You retweeted my tweet. AJ stays healthy. He's consensus top five. Listen, he's I, healthy. I, you don't have to tell me this. Not only that, but but Zions, I'm telling you right now, and I told you this last week, San Fran's secondary is mid. You guys they both had picked up the one win, option. I did. Oh, because I thought that the offense would do enough. Their one option is AJ Brown. He had more than 60% of passing yards for Ryan Tannehill. There's no one on San Fran that could stop A.J. Brown. Dolphins have Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Javon Holland. They have guys in position to at least keep him in check. Now, if they're keeping him in check, who is Ryan Tannehill's other option? That's what I want to know. Well, they're not, they're not been running. doing this for weeks. Like I've been down been the Titans. They've the, been winning regardless. You no, said four and three. No AJ. You said four and three. No Julio. Four and three. Okay, they, four, four and three, three with no weapons, though. I agree. But now they're playing a very good, hot defense. So are the Niners. Four and, but, so are the four, Niners. Four and three, and some of those games they didn't have AJ Brown Beat or the Rams. Julio. I mean, I don't know if you're including that in that seven game stretch, but Rams one team. The the 49ers this past week were really hot. If they give AJ Brown. The amount of looks they gave him last week, there's not a doubt in my mind he's going for 120 and a touchdown. I don't doubt that they're going to give him the looks because they essentially I don't know, bro. Have, they don't. They have no choice. But they've done that I'm in gonna, the past where he kind of just be, disappears, where I'm they don't be, give him the targets. I'm going to be a Twitter troll right now. This is a legacy game for Tua Tungabailoa. <laughs> I'm not going to front you. I agree. This is a I'm legacy not, game for Tua. It's probably his biggest game so far in his career. I agree. I think Second. Last last year, week seventeen, if they went beat the Bills, they see, make the but playoffs. you're being very like I've meant to bring that up to you, and I've meant to have this conversation with you. You wanted him as a rookie to step in and beat arguably the number one team in the AFC that no, year. I didn't. No, 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 that's what you what wanted. What did I say? No, but but you constantly say that that was the biggest game of his career, and he laid at an that egg. point. But yes, you, but again, you're, at, yeah, he didn't were, play well. You were asking he him. He to, threw a pick six. I understand. He had like, he had like four interceptions. No, he had a bad game. But you're asking him. Who have you looked at the stats this year? After you're throwing a pick, he has the highest com- passer, uh, passer rating in the league. Yeah, he's nice. been good. Yeah. Now, what I want to say is, you are asking him in his rookie season to beat the number no. one team in the AFC. No. That's what you're asking. I'm asking. I'm asking him in his rookie season to 
manage the game like he did week 17 and not lose them the game. He, he lose lost them the game. Them the he, game. Did. he did. That that team last year that offensively was okay at best, man. Okay, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with I you. I understand he had a bad but game, that was, but this season but he's that done was nothing his, but bounce bro, back that after was his mistake. first every, every bro, single that time. That was his first big time game, and he didn't play well. So now with two weeks left in his season, you need to win out to make the playoffs. He needs to have a big They've time all game. They've been big games. Like these are all like it's but either are, lose, win, or go home, though, bro. Outside, these are look, aren't Tennessee. Bro, outside okay, so best bro, Baltimore, Baltimore, Drew, Drew, yes, Baltimore, outside, yes, but outside of defense, outside of Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore New, Orleans, New Orleans defense. Ian that's Book. all I'm saying. New Orleans defense. And, and he had a below. He, he didn't have good. a good game. He was. He average. didn't have a good game at all. He had one good, one maybe two good throws. Stop it, because how many? A terrible interception. It doesn't even matter. He was average in the game, bro. He was average versus the Saints. He was. I think he was below average. He wasn't asked to do much. He didn't have yeah, because you're going against Ian Book. I understand, but I'm just saying that Saints defense is still solid. And if he I had know, one, had three, he had Zach one bad. What did you have? Three points? No, he did not. Yes, what do you have? Three points? No, he did not. Who? It's, uh, the Saints. They won what? Twenty to three? They did. Bro, three points. Come on. I don't care how good the defense is. You have to go against three points. I understand. It's not that difficult when the opposing offense. You know they and don't. And the Dolphins they can't struggle to you. move the ball, bro. They struggle uh, because the Saints defense is good. This, I know this the game against the Saints was one of his worst games of the season. Statistically, but I feel like during the football he looked. Bro, other than the schedule, pick, he looked this schedule, bro, he didn't have this many is, good throws. Bro, like, Joe, he had that I, I great throw to Matt Collins, this. but other than that, bro, no, there's a bunch this. of out routes that he had perfectly to waddle to get so, sicky. Five yards. No, see, but see, stop it. I watched the game actually. I did too. I watched every okay, two or throw. Then two ha- hours. Then how ago. many out routes did you see? Did you not see that one out route that that he threw before Waddle actually hit his break? Yeah, and but, he hit him perfect and, on stride. And how many yards? And how many times? Like six yards. That was like tw- that was at minimum twelve. You're telling to throw over the middle of the field across? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Actually, I'm talking about the one that Waddle was in the slot and he had an out route towards the sideline and he threw it before he hit his break and he hit him perfectly right in stride. Okay, all this doesn't matter. You want to know why? You want to know why? Really good throws. Okay, all this doesn't matter. You want to know why? Because we know the Dolphins' schedule hasn't been the toughest. Their toughest game has been against the Ravens, which you guys just trashed their defense in front of me, told them they were trash. You this told was me they early were trash. On. This was early on. What do you mean? I don't think they even had Marlon Humphrey next. Bro, this, this was week 10. 10. They did have him. Uh, but sure even no, even with Marlon Humphrey, they was they, they wasn't that good. They and was Tua came in the second half and he threw for 158 yeah. no, yards. That's a fact. Tua did his thing, but the bet the tough the, the Saints this past Monday was the toughest game they faced in how many so weeks? He made Tua, one mistake. Tua was Tua okay. Uh, the fumble was the Got fumble. Smoked. That's tough because that pressure was crazy. Okay, I, mean, I want to ask game. you this question. This is a better question. If Tua plays how he played against the Saints on on Monday against the Titans, Oof. are they winning? Screwed. Well, my I don't have to worry about that because one Saints defense is significant. No, I'm just than asking Tennessee's. you a question. If Tua plays the that way against the Titans, are they winning? The thing is, he's not going to play like that. So I, I'm just I'm asking not, you. If, Tennessee if has more sacks like than the Saints on the season. I understand. I'm not worried. And Bud Dupree's not going to be playing. No, he is. He might come back on Cody. Really, the, the new protocols. You only need five that, days. Five yeah. days. That's true. Jeffrey Listen, Simmons. Too. I'm not. I'm not. That's that's. And they might get David concern. Long Jr., who's been one of their best linebackers. Zach Cunningham has had a re, re, um emergence. He's emerged mm-hmm. with the with the Titans. This is a tough game. It is. This, a, this Listen, is, I said it to start my monologue. I said that I am concerned about this game. But right now, I mean, pass rush. Also, right now, Tennessee's 17th and one. Percentage. Give me your. Give me your. Give me your prediction. Before you go, one thing that's to keep in mind: Tennessee. Is coming off a long week, 10 days playing on Thursday night. The Dolphins playing on Monday night, coming off a short week. So that even takes more in consideration. This is tough. I do believe the Dolphins win. I think this is going to be a big defensive effort by the Dolphins, and that's going to be the reason why they win.
but I also do believe Tua does have a good game. I'm going to predict 20 to 17 Dolphins. 17 to 13? You don't like that? I'm actually going to go 21 17. 21. 21 17. Okay, I'm going 17 13 Titans. I also think it's low scoring. I'll take, uh, what'd you take? 17 13? Take 17 14 Titans. Damn, you guys are both counting out the Dolphins. Not counting them out. I, I think, think they're a good this team. This is this is Tannehill's Tennessee's, ready for this game. I think bro. Tennessee's better. Dolphins arguably the best defense in the league right now. Arguably. Okay. Yeah, top five. But the competition again, bro. Like, look at these quarterbacks. Fair playing. enough. You know what? That's very fair. This very is the fair. best quarterback they played since Lamar. I agree with that. I agree with that. But still, I think like, this team is beat up, and again, they were just covered the zero Dolphins, the entire time against Baltimore. The Dolphins they couldn't have figure it out for the, some reason. The Dolphins have the personnel to handle AJ Brown. If Julio Jones, which he has not been, a, he has not been reliable not once. I don't care if Julio season, plays, but, but that's my point. Then who is going to be the X factor outside Tennessee? I've been saying the same question, and Tennessee keeps winning. But I'm telling you right now, the rush defense is solid. They have the personnel to stop their lone weapon in A.J. Brown. They and haven't I, had him for games, and they still win. But again, because defenses don't know how to stop the run. We have Dante Foreman rushing for over 100 yards. I'm telling you right now, Miami's going to be Dante Foreman's been good. He's been solid. He's been solid. But I'm telling you right now, Dolphins' defense is different. We saw them stop the run, the, the run against the, the, the Ravens, who are arguably the best rush offense in the NFL. I have no concerns when it comes to that. I'm predicting a Titans win. But if the Dolphins win, I won't be upset. I want you to have a good time when you fly yeah, to me Miami. Too. I, I want so. you to go to that Thank game you. and feel like Dolphins are playing for something. That's that's yeah. really and That's why what I'm not going to pick them because I'll drink some if I pick them. Oh, well, I just want to be right. I just want to be right. <laughs> and contrary to popular belief. No, 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 no. Not allowed. Not allowed. I'm not a allowed. fan of Not Tua. allowed. Stop it. Not allowed. I'm Finn a family fan and I are all on a consensus on this, bro. You're not allowed on the train. You don't know how many texts, how many IG DMs that I get. Yo, Joel is Tua's biggest hater, bro. And I have to combat. Yes, I know. It sucks. He has to do this because he's a Jets fan. He knows that he's wrong that, about that Tua. No, 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 no. You're know. not allowed. You're not allowed. Finn family... We are all Listen, on the same agreement. If I, okay, if I okay. Tua and I see Mac Jones, Josh Allen, Zach Wilson. You have, you know, what I'm saying you gotta do a little. Drew song. is gatekeeping me right now, but I, so I'll so talk. Second best quarterback in the division, not for long. Tua, Mac second, is better than no, Tua. he's not. I say he's yes. not. I take Mac. He is not. I'll take Mac. <laughs> yes, he is. That Mac. is the safe pick, and it's a bad one. That's what? all okay. I'm gonna say. Just, what Drew is Drew sense? is Drew is gatekeeping me, so I'm gonna say this to you. Drew. No, bro, you're okay, not allowed. Okay. Don't say it. It's getting blurred the, out. Don't worry. I'm about to edit this the out reason, you guys. Gone. The reason why I'm such a fan of Tua is because he's been through a lot of narratives. He's had Yo, to go through a I lot can't of resilience. You right now, bro. And I've bro. said Stop it before. It. You're not allowed. I, 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 I see just, the YouTube title, Tua Tonga Valor, the best RPO quarterback in the league. <laughs> I am just, I admire success. I admire when people come back and they prove doubters wrong. Pick aside and that's what to Tua that. is doing I never called Tua a bust you I said Jalen Hurts was going to be better than him I said he's Jimmy G 
And that is wrong. I, I, that seems that's, like a very that's, fair that's comparison. That's a huge TBD to say he's wrong, bro. That's oh a fair God. comparison. He's doing this with the worst old line. Bro, you're talking about you're talking, bro, you're talking about Jimmy G, who has the second most road wins of any quarterback, bro. Yeah. In but, the last couple win, of years. But wins isn't a quarterback stat. No, so but you guys cares? think it is. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm so telling you. So it fits your narrative. Uh, come on now. Stop it. Bro, stop. Good, Jimmy G, is, he's a fine quarterback. You can he, win with Jimmy G, bro. Fine in multiple ways. If he's Jimmy G now in year two. It's a wrap because wait till he gets an O-line. I'm telling you when he, well, the stats are there to prove it. When he has a clean pocket, he has the highest passer rating in the NFL. When he's thrown an interception, he has the pa- the highest passer rating the drive after. What's to his upside? Top 10, top five, top three, top one. His upside has to be top 10. No, it's just top 15. That's the most he can get to. He'll never be a top 10 quarterback. Why? Because he just won't be. I can see but he has the passing abilities. 10. Bro. The, the top ten already is stacked. I don't with think young he'll be. I don't think he'll be top seven again. I, I can see. I see like eight as his best. The top Listen, ten is I stacked still, with young quarterbacks. We're not. And Zach yeah. Wilson hasn't even emerged yet. Listen, <laughs> these are quarterbacks. Imagine when he emerges, bro. It's He's not crazy, even close. Bro. He's crazy as hell. Come on, bro. So crazy. Joe Burrow is lucky. He has Jamar, oh, yeah. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Was he lucky, lucky. tore his knee up too, or no? Come on now, stop it. Come on. I mean, he was on. great last year with no. Well, was Tua lucky when he broke his hip? No, he wasn't. He was not. He wasn't. Because I wasn't even going to bring that up. He wasn't. You forced my hand. He wasn't. That but being Joe said. Joe better than Tua, but it's, not, it's really not even close. Yeah, no, that's not close. It's not that's even not close. close. That's not close, bro. Because then you're saying Tua is close to Lamar. I don't think that Joe Burrow is on Lamar's level. So I'm not well, saying But we both that. agree there's not a gap between Burrow and Lamar. I'm, what I've said is I think Tua is not better than Joe Burrow right now. I said that. I said Tua will be better than Joe Burrow yeah. eventually. That's cr- I think that's borderline. That's crazier than Burrow being Stop. better than Russ. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. Because I've seen Burrow have moments where I could, okay, he's better than Russ. I have not seen moments where Tua. The Bengals are literally on He has the worst O-line in the league. I understand, He's a bro. pocket and passer. I understand. He's not mobile. Not I even understand. at all. He I has understand. great pocket presence. He has great pocket presence, and he's incredibly accurate. But I don't think he has a plus arm. I think he's an average God, arm at best. I can, like You can't give me no mobility, not a strong arm, and you're he just He does accurate. have a strong arm. He I does. See, I don't see it, bro. Because he doesn't sorry, have the man. opportunity to display, and we saw it against the Saints. That If you're going to say anything other than that throw was perfect, it was He's great arm accurate. arm strength. Okay, Devontae Parker, same thing. Jalen Waddle earlier in the season. Holland earlier in the season. Like he has multiple of these moments. When he has the time in the pocket, he makes these plays. So I'm I'm done hearing this. He doesn't have a strong arm. Wait till he gets an O line. Okay. And if he gets an O line, he doesn't prove what I do believe. What do, what do you need? You need the twentieth best offensive line? I mean, anything better than the worst line in NFL history. I'm, I'm That's what I need. I'm just curious because if next year, say they have the 21st best offensive line. Okay, it's better than 32nd. I, but worst I just, ever. I just want to know so we get this out of the way now. Does he need the 20th best line, the 25th, the 15th? Just so because like, I don't want to see next year they have the 20th best offensive line and it's, wait, what if he has the 13th? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm give me gar- something well, I will like- guarantee this. If he has a top 20, especially top 15 offensive line, he'll be what? He'll be top 10. He'll be an MVP uh, candidate? I need to see another weapon. I'm just seeing how far I, I can push him. I'm seeing how far I can push him. I need to see another weapon. Okay, that's not, fair. Because no, they, they have For a sure. mediocre running Gasicki's game. a free agent, too. And I, you know my opinion on Gasicki. He's nice. I think he's very good. Yeah, he's nice. I would love to see the Jets get him. Or I, Schultz. I, I hate that. I hate, I hate you know what? You know what would be great? Because they have the second most cap space. Bring Tay over. Bring Tay over. Tay's not leaving, bro. 
Rogers is staying. So is Tay. I, I'm telling you right now, if they win a championship, dude, it's done, bro. I love it's you, but done. why does Tay want to go play with Tua to finish off his career or Zach Wilson? Anyone That's like easy. a lot of players? But if they're giving him the bread, Dolphins are only trending upward. It's Miami. Okay, no, I could see it. Miami. It's more Miami than anything. But again, Tua it, Tua's an up and coming guy. I guess. Yeah. I just I don't know. I feel like if I'm Tay, I want to go because I see Jets Twitter talk about getting Tay. You're enough, crazy. Enough, I know. Enough. But I just think like he's towards. He's gonna be. Was he 29? Gonna I be think turning Dolphins 30. Have the most cap space actually. Yeah, they're top like three for sure. I just see him wanting to go somewhere he could compete for championships. I think Rogers. I think both of them resigned for like one more year. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. If they drafted every single round offensive line, I would not bat an eye. Yeah, if I'm, they brought I, in, I get I think, what you're I think saying, another bro. Weapon. But I get what you're saying, but but the Dolphins have drafted offensive linemen. They're all young pieces, but they're not good. The one, um, oh, no, they didn't draft him. Austin Jackson, they drafted in the first round. Yeah. Jalen Waddle, they drafted in the first round, but they drafted another offensive but lineman. Austin, I think after Austin Jackson. I'm sorry, maybe I'm thinking of the the Titans left tackle. That's who, got who I was also thinking. Yes, of. but yeah, he he. That's how Wilson. Yeah, yes. he got yeah, cut yeah, yeah. But that's when, but yeah, Austin Jackson was the first round pick. So they have invested in it. They, I mean, just they haven't put been one good. pick, and they drafted Laramie Tunsil, who they traded. No, they drafted Liam Eikenberg, too. What round? Uh, I think he was a second rounder or a third rounder, one of those two. Uh, Eikenberg was a third round pick. Last year, Austin Jackson was a first round pick. They drafted Robert Hunt in the second rounds. Another guy in the fourth uh, in 2020. So, yeah, bro, like they've 2019, they, they, they drafted someone in the third round. They just, they, they're just not good. Yeah, they're just, they're they're not, just good, not good. They've invested in that position. Listen, keep trying. You got it because it's most. Got to hit eventually. Come right? on, man. You got to. This is their best draft in a minute. They got Jalen Waller, Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland. No, this draft class was amazing. They did their thing. They absolutely tweaked. How's Austin Jackson done this? Show? We'll see. You know, for I'm your sake, good. you know, like I said, bro, <laughs> I'm a fan. Stop it. You're not I am a fan. Bro. Yeah, Joel, you I am not. Bro. I'm you not Finn me. family. I will never be that. But I'm a fan of two. I admire what he's doing. Oh, they, Yo, I've they actually been Austin told Jackson that, that to I, I should trademark Finn family. Who told you that? My dad. <laughs> That's tough. And I also should trademark Ramley. Ramley's so tough. Ramley. So in on Finn Ramley. Cam Makers back this week, man. Let's go. I'm so excited. But you got to say Ramley throwing the, the horns up. How much does it cost to trademark something? I don't know, but honestly, I'm thinking about it. Because I'll be honest. Ramley family is, that too. Ramley is fire. Yeah. Ramley that, that's is mad fire. fire, bro, because we can actually put that on t-shirts. I got to give credit to Sean. Ramley. I was wondering. Yeah, I was like, did, I Ramley, that, there, up, that could be like a really cool design. Finn family and Dolphins fans buy the shirts. Of course. Dolphins fans buy the shirt. And then... Uh, trademarking will cost between two twenty five and six hundred plus legal fees. I'll do it. Um, you can register with most states for fifty to one fifty if you don't want protection. I don't know. We're getting to some legal stuff. Not my forte. That's when I talk to Charles. Yes. You like it? I really like it. Let's yeah. do it, man. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm really considering. Yeah, no, for sure, bro. That's tough. Od, that would be fire. Finn family. Ugh. Love us. I'm glad that Miami has embraced me as much as I've embraced them. It really does warm my heart, and I appreciate you guys. I really do from the bottom of my heart. I hope the Dolphins do it for us because Week 18 is going to be a movie. Ugh. I know for a fact because the, the New England Patriots have been trending downward, and this is the best time to play New England. 100%. There was ever a time. Oh, good. Mac versus Tua. I'm taking my money on Mac. My money's yeah, on I heard that. I heard that. My money's heard on that. Mac. I heard that already. I wanted, I, I wanted what the happened, Dolphins. Because what, what happened when they went to Foxborough? What happened? 
Who out? Who Lucky. outplayed the supposed better player? You mean Mac his Jones. first start in the NFL? <laughs> Whatever. And he didn't even outplay him. No, he, he absolutely outplayed him. He absolutely outplayed him. First start's crazy, bro. Come on. You know these next these next topics are going to be really catered to to you and Joel because these are your things, right? Um, the Indianapolis Colts. You've been in on them for a a, a good a couple po- of weeks since they were two and five. Yes, you've been in on them. You called them the best worst team or the worst best team. No, the best worst. Team. They're no Detroit Lions, but they're good. Um, no, I think it's the, worst, tr- no, it's the worst. It's the worst best team. Trust, trust. They're the best worst team. The best worst team is the Lions. But at, but the, at time, the time, they were, we were two and five. At the time, we're doing like the best 500 teams or something. Okay, like that. yeah, that, yeah. That's when you chose the Vikings and I chose, you both and chose you, the Vikings. you've called the Colts contenders, they're sleepers, they're this and that. So I want you to elaborate on that. I want All you, right. because I've told you this before, you guys have never made it a definitive take. It's I, tough. I, I want to make, I want, you guys to make it a definitive take so I can clip it on TikTok and post it for the world to see. So give me your opinion on the Colts. Are they true contenders? And also give me your opinion on their quarterback, yeah. Carson Wentz. Is second, he is he now a top 15 quarterback once again? Is second he, part of the question. Has he revived his career? It's got to be for me. All right. For what, the Wentz question yeah. be for you? Yeah. So and then I'll just talk about the Colts. I'll talk, about I'll the talk Colts a little too, bit. Both. Go for it, yeah. I do think the Colts are contenders. I do think they're the second best team in the AFC. And I do think they are capable to go to the Super Bowl. The beast over in Kansas City does give me a stomachache in halting me from really stamping they're going to the Super Bowl. But you know what? I'm a Casey hater. You have the Casey red on. You didn't have to do that to me. That being said, I absolutely hate Kansas City. As much as I want to be a little bit truthful, a little bit non-biased, thank you for giving me the push I needed. The Colts are going to the Super Bowl. I think in terms of what teams really need help with stopping right now, Indianapolis Colts are the best at, and that's running the football. I look at the Bills. I look at the Chargers. Chiefs are the only one, really, that have the personnel to really stop, quote-unquote stop, Jonathan Taylor. I look at New England, and I see what Jonathan Taylor did to him already. 170 yards, touchdown. I think defensively, they have the personnel to go up against anyone. And in a one-game matchup against any team, they've already shown they could beat anyone. Outside of Tennessee, who I do believe... If they matched up for a third time, I'm guaranteeing the Colts win. I don't think the Colts fear a team in the AFC right now. The Colts are playing arguably the best football in the NFL right now outside of probably the Packers. And AFC, the Chiefs have rolled these last couple weeks and we're finally starting to see Mahomes creep back to normal Mahomes status. But the Colts, again, like I said, can legitimately beat any team any given week. Secondary-wise, they have that personnel. Middle linebacker Darius Leonard is one of the best middle linebackers in the game. DeForest Buckner was just called to the Pro Bowl, even though I do believe that Jeffrey Simmons probably should have taken his spot. However, DeForest Buckner is not a slouch. They have the most Pro Bowl selections. Quiddy Pay was a solid pick for them as well. He's been very solid for them this season. I think... The Colts have everything that it takes to go to the Super Bowl, and I think they will. 
Oh, I have to mention about Carson Wentz. I forget this is a little two-topic thing. I got a little carried away with my with my Colts take. That being said, Carson Wentz, top 15. That's easy. I think with what he's done this season, we're we're praising Rodgers, and I'm not saying he's Rodgers. Let me just get that out the way before I get ridiculed. We're seeing Rodgers with less attempts be efficient as could be with those few attempts. Now, Carson Wentz has even fewer attempts than Aaron Rodgers. Now, he ranks 10th in touchdowns, and he's only thrown six INTs. He's been extremely efficient, very careful with the football, and that's number one, what we what we're looking for. Carson Wentz has always been careful with the football, but now you're putting him behind not even the best pass-blocking line. We've, we've spoken about it. You've definitely opened my eyes to it. I think right now they rank 22nd in terms of win shares for pass-blocking. Their pass-blocking is not as great as their run-blocking is. And even still, Carson Wentz has been very careful, very efficient with the football. The yards are are not up there with the league's leader, but that's because they have the league leader in rushing in Jonathan Taylor. I think top 15 is very more than correct. He's borderline pushing the top 12, top 13. Top 10 is, I I can't say he's top 10. There's too much great talent in this league right now to say he's top 10. But I think top 15 is a lock for sure. I'm not ready to go out and say they're going to make the Super Bowl. You have a hatred for Kansas City just like I have a hatred for New England. So I 100% understand why you want to go out and say, you know what? Casey's not going to do it this year. It's going to be another team. It's going to be, in this case, the Indianapolis Colts. They have a great chance. I think Kansas City is my favorites right now. Basic. I would put... Indy probably number two. I'm in, I'm in step for step with you in terms of I think there's a lot, especially the top of the AFC, there's a lot of things, a lot of things I'm questioning. You mentioned New England Patriots have really not been playing well over these last few weeks. We've talked a ton about the Buffalo Bills, how they're too Josh Allen-centric, they even are. though they have been able to run the ball a little bit, a little bit better over the last they few really weeks. They really have. The Chargers were my sleeper team, and they just lost to the Texans, given they were without a lot of top guys with Joey Bosa and Mike Williams Very and Eckler true. and so on. The Colts can make a run. For sure, they can make a run. What does worry about me, just like we talk about the Bills being too Josh Allen-centric or the Colts too Jonathan Taylor-centric. They won last week with Jonathan Taylor struggling to a degree. He had his first run 45 yards or so, and then the next 20-so carries, he had, what, 50 yards, 60 yards? Very mid. Finished with 108. A lot of that was due to the offensive line. They were down three, four starters. This week, they're projected to get back both starting guards, which is going to be a huge you know, help to their offensive line. Ryan Kelly's also expected to be back there starting center. So if the offensive line's healthy and you can run through Jonathan Taylor, that's fine. We saw the Cardinals really being the first team who could do anything in terms of stopping the run. But like I mentioned, that's with a backup offensive line altogether. So can the Colts go out and run and go to the Super Bowl? Yes, I'm not expecting that like Drew just predicted. Now for Carson Wentz. I've been labeled a bit of a Wentz hater, especially by Serge in the Discord. He was adding me on Christmas Day. or You are a Carson Wentz hater. A little bit. But I think, to be fair, I think it's... My, not hatred towards him, but my criticism to him is fair. When things are right, like we saw in Philadelphia the Super Bowl year, like we're seeing this year, when you have a top offensive line, I know the win rate hasn't been there, Mm -hmm. but when you have such a dominant run game, you're able to have a little bit less, in terms of being able to be successful pass blocking, when you're able to have such a good play action game and the defense worrying more about the run than the pass, it takes a little bit away from me. Regardless, they're still not being as good as we've seen them in the past. You say that, but... Outside of this season, when has Wentz had a dominant run game or a great one? Well, he had a great offensive line in Philly. 
He did have a great offensive line. Might not have had a great run game, but a great offensive line, which is... One of the better ones in NFL history, low-key. Yes, which is the most important thing, probably. So in the right situation, like Carson Wentz is right now, yeah, he's a top 15 quarterback. You rattle off the stats, he's having a phenomenal season. If this offensive line stays healthy, Jonathan Taylor stays healthy, Michael Pittman, there's not a doubt in my mind he'll be a top 15 quarterback. It's when these offensive linemen go down, which he's had a great game against Arizona, so I'll give him that, but it's one he game. He won them the game he did. He did. against one of the top teams in the NFL. Uh, he did, 100%. Arizona has been regressing for sure, though, over this last month. They're not the same team that they were They've been in September, plagued, October. But yes, I guess. So I just need to see in the playoffs from Carson Wentz. Can you do it in the playoffs if you're down a few guys? If this whole offensive line's healthy, if Jonathan Taylor's healthy, like I mentioned, okay, sure, Wentz is fine. I worry if something goes wrong in chaos, that's where I worry about Carson Wentz. Because where he stands now, especially with Frank Reich, someone who believes in him, he doesn't have someone on his back like a Nick Foles breathing down his neck or a Jalen Hurts. Sam Ellinger. Yeah, exactly. So he has no one to worry about coming in and taking over his job. Let's forget. Let's not forget he was terrible against New England. I know they killed him. He had five completions. He was terrible. He played bounce back, which I love to see because that's not something that I don't think of Carson Wentz as the most mentally tough guy, especially what I saw in in Philly last year with Jalen Hurts, the whole situation there. So Carson Wentz is a top 15 quarterback right now. But once those pieces start to fall, especially in the playoffs when you're facing top competition week in and week out, that's when I have my, my questions. Before you say anything, you said everything needs to be right. Yep. 2019. Everything was not right. Team was actually kind of mid. 20, okay, this was the, yeah. He took them to the playoffs. He backpacked them. That year, Carson Wentz. They won seven games. They won nine games. Oh, they won nine? They won nine games. Give me a second. They play, They made the playoffs one time winning seven, though. Seven, though. No, they did, for sure. Carson Wentz that season, I remember vividly, they needed him to go on a run. 2019, he had 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. They needed him to beat Dallas. He beat Dallas. Correct. But that being said, that that defense was decimated. The O-line, we saw it slowly but surely start to to get to show its age. And Carson Wentz was, this is arguably, well, his MVP season, he definitely got hurt, for sure. I just looked it up. End of the 2019 season, PFF ranked the Eagles as the number one offensive line. Oh, well, I, what am I thinking? I must be thinking 2020. They didn't have any backs or receivers, though. That's really where it comes down to. Yeah, is he, if he has the offensive line, just like any other quarterback, if you have a phenomenal offensive line, you're going to be really good. 27 and, and 7, yeah, it was, though. It was, yeah, it was, over nah, 4,000 really yards. It's really good. But you got me with the offensive line. So he I didn't guess. backpack them. That's what you're saying. He had a great season, but it was also... It's when his offensive line deteriorates, which is fine. It's with a lot of quarterbacks. Most, outside of like the elite, elite quarterbacks, which I don't see Wentz as a top 10 guy, like perennial every year that some other people see. Like His potential fully exceeded. Like We saw his the MVP yeah. run where he, he potentially could have won MVP if he didn't get injured. They win the Super I'm Bowl. I'm just trying to make sure because you say Wentz didn't backpack. Even though he had a great offensive line, you knock him for that. But when I told you Lamar didn't backpack and he had a great offensive line, you shrugged it off. Well, they had the number one offense in the league. And the number one offensive line. The number one offense, too. Did the Eagles have number one offense? The receivers, they had no receivers. They had, I know, no that, that, they had Hollywood, like, and that was it. And Mark Andrews. Andrews sure. Okay. okay. They I, had, I'm just but, trying to make but sure. They had, they had um, Zach Ertz. Let's find out. Zach Ertz can't out. block. Let's find out. Let's okay, bro. I don't and Zach Ertz was showing. They had the number age. one offensive line. Why do I care if he could block? Bro, Zach Ertz couldn't because you need a tight end to to. All right, Zach Ertz was amazing. He had nine, sixteen, six touchdowns. 
Dallas Goddard had 607, five touchdowns. But their wide, wide receivers. They've always had good tight ends. Nelson Aguilar, 363, three touchdowns. Alshon Jeffrey, 490, four touchdowns. Somehow, Carson Wentz ended with 4,000 passing yards. It's impressive. Lamar Jackson also had great tight ends. Too. This line was crazy. This and, Doyle, line, and Doyle is a great this, blocking this tight end. Jack Doyle, Hayden Hurst, I, they I, had three I, really I'm good I'm 100% guys. thinking 2020 because they had Jason Peters, they had Jason Kelsey, they, they had Brandon Brooks, ton, yes. and Lane Johnson. That's why I wanted Hurts to start. I remember saying that like in November because he's a mobile quarterback who the offensive so line So let me, let me ask you bit. this question. Is Carson Wentz versus Dak Prescott a conversation again? I I, I no, I'm taking Dak. I'm not thinking much of it. Even though it is a good debate, I shouldn't say he anything. He only of has it. Pittman. He really only has Pittman. It's a conversation, it's a conversation. to be had. Yeah, that that's fair. I personally, who as a Dak supporter, would not like to have. I, I need to acknowledge well, that Carson Wentz definitely I trust could get Dak more me, when things go bad. I, I agree with you. But I let me let me let me ask you this though: before twenty nineteen, before before twenty twenty, before Carson Wentz had his awful season in twenty twenty last year, who are you picking between Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott? So we're we're going back to the start of 2019, 2019, no, no, no. 2019, the so end when they of were 2019. Rookies. So well, this is coming off Carson Wentz's okay, MVP bro, like if you season. Don't, all right, if you don't if you don't count Carson Wentz's 2020 season, okay, who do you think was better between Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott? Who were you picking at that time? Yo, that's so mm-hmm. tough. But that's like, why are we throwing out Wentz's worst year? Because he's obviously bounced back from it, and he's shown he okay. has, he has. Yes, because Wentz has bounced back from it and shown that he's he's that quarterback. And that Eagles team was mid last season, man. Be like it was mid kind, yeah. But Hurts came in and played decent. He played okay. Like he had one great game. Was it against Dallas? Packers or, for Packers or Saints? Because for the record, I think Dak. We just Pre- threw out three names. For the record, I think Dak Prescott is better, but. This is the first time in too. this is the first time in Carson Wentz's career where he has a dominant running game with Jonathan Taylor. Dak Prescott has had that his entire career with Ezekiel Elliott in that offensive yeah, line. That's why. And Carson Wentz has never had the receivers Dak Prescott has had with Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, even Cedric Wilson has been good. Dalton Schultz has been a good tight end. He's never had that. So Carson Wentz is showing that when he has he has a similar cast to Dak. He's a very similar quarterback. I don't know if Wentz has ever had a similar supporting cast attack. He ha- I mean, that's his, what his I'm lineups, saying. Yeah. Because but that's, you can't, Dak has always had the better supporting yes, cast. That's why I think sure. now, now that Carson... Because 2020 Carson Wentz was awful. One of, the, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. But he's revived his reputation this season. He's playing really well. And I think this year, Dak still has a better supporting cast than Wentz. So is it a conversation again? And is Carson Wentz, is he topping Dak? No, I don't. I, it's also hard because we haven't seen, like I said, I trust Dak more in chaos, but we just really haven't seen Dak in chaos because he's always had a really we've good offensive seen, line. We've seen Dak in chaos once before Amari Cooper got traded there and they had no receivers. Yeah. We've seen him in that. Uh, and he was him in he, chaos 2020 when they had no defense and he had we, to absolutely back. Like offensively, games. I understand. Offensively, yeah. offensively, we're talking about. Before, he was amazing, yeah. No, offensively in chaos, not okay. defense. Yeah, yeah, facts. The one year I can remember where Dak Prescott didn't have an ideal situation was in 2019 before they traded for Amari Cooper, and he wasn't a good quarterback. It, was, it wasn't until Amari Cooper was there where his numbers went up. They needed weapons. They had nothing. And he wasn't... He wasn't and that's what Carson Wentz had in 2019 with the Eagles. 20, uh, for sure. 20, he got, Amari got traded in 2018. Okay, so 2018, my bad. Let me... 
It was October 22nd, so that sounds like week like five, six-ish. I understand what you're saying, because when Amari came in, the chemistry was immediate, and the Dallas offense was completely changed. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't great uh, before Amari, that year at least. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, once they got Amari, he really started taking off. But even still, I would still take Dak. I know he's been, like... It's a conversation. For it's me. a I mean, conversation. We've seen, we've seen Carson Wentz with no wide receivers in 2019 and 2018 in Philly, and he was a very efficient quarterback. He was. 2018 was the only year we saw... We saw 2018 was the only real year we saw Dak Prescott in chaos, at least offensively, with not having weapons. Before Amari Cooper was traded to Dallas, Dak Prescott averaged 202 yards per game, 6.8 yards per attempt, completed only 61% of his passes, had eight touchdowns to four interceptions, and had an 87 passer rating. Amari comes in, he's now passing for 274 yards per game, 7.7 yards per attempt, has a completion percentage of 71%, has 14 touchdowns and four interceptions, also and the, a 100, 103 passer rating. Is this also the year Zeke gets suspended? That He got suspended for six games. Nope, That's, nope not this wasn't year. Wasn't 2018? Nope, that was 2017. I will also say this. I think that was... No, it was 2017. So even though, even though I think... I do think Dak yeah. Prescott is better. I, just, I, I would just rather take his intangibles and leadership over Carson Wentz. 100%. I do think it's a debate between Wentz and Dak again. Even though Dak wins, I think Wentz, he's creeping up again. I just think if you put, if there was, if Dak was on the Colts rather than Wentz, I have no doubt that I'm like, yeah, they're contenders for sure. Wentz, I have a little bit, I struggle a little bit with him. I'm in. I think that I'd probably go Carson. Over Dak? I think so. I think that given the fact that he's had minimal to de- to he's had minimal to work with pro- mostly throughout his entirety of his career outside of the offensive line in terms of weapons Dak has always had better weapons than Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz somehow manages to still win games outside of last season. He immediately goes to a new a new a new scenery, new team and he's back to winning football football games, back to looking like his old self, and being efficient doing so. And not to mention in 2019, when Wentz faced Dak for the division title, Wentz having no receivers, Dak having that stacked offense, the Cowboys lost, and Dak had a bad game. He was hurt. I think he had a hurt shoulder that game. But Carson Wentz prevailed in that game. And that year, by far, Wentz had worse weapons than Dak. I and well, both season. of these teams are going to be making the playoffs. So we'll see which team goes what if further. We, what if we have a Colts and Cowboys Super Bowl? Oof, I would be, that'd be crazy. Tough. Yeah, that'd be hard for me to root for because I love JT, but I'm going with Dak over Wentz, so I got to root for Dak. I think I think Dallas had a statement game against Washington this past week, a divisional mm-hmm. game. You know, a lot of talk about we saw about the the bet between the defense and Dak, who's going to have more touchdowns. I think Dak took that a little bit personally. He went out at his best game. Maybe of his career, honestly. He had, what, 300 yards in the first half, three touchdowns. Like, he was out of his mind good. I think that was a statement win. I think Dallas is, this is not a team I want to play in the playoffs. Dak's completion percentage is still really high. 68.7. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Dak's a beast, bro. No, he's amazing. Yeah, he's a beast. He's amazing. I don't, I, I can't take one, so no way. I mean, give him Amari Cooper. Give him CeeDee Lamb. Give him Michael Gallup. Schultz. I told you I said Cedric Wilson was nice. Well, Gallup kind of was he at five hundred yards this year. Yeah, but like when he when he's had a step five hundred yards for, for the number fourth four, receiver. Exactly. He's been three, he was I'll, I'll be honest. Let's be honest. He he's the fifth. Op- he's the fifth option. 
if we're counting Ezekiel, Tony Pollard, he's seventh. Because Dolan Schultz has been huge for them this season. Bring him yeah. to the Jets, man. Cedric? The Bring reason Gallup the reason Schultz. they're not gonna resign Gallup is because they have Wilson, bro. Yeah, that's fine. He has four hundred forty eight yards this year. He stepped in nice when Gallup was out for sure. He had one hundred four yards against the Raiders on seven receptions. Yeah, I remember we we talked about that game like the week before. He had eighty four yards against Minnesota, a touchdown. Dak is having a fire season. Yeah. He's, they, he went on a little like the whole offense really went on a bit of a slump these last couple games. But he's, yeah. he they that bounced back. This there, game against the last wa- against the the football team. This might be the game that we look at and yes. say this is the one that turned everything. I don't want to play Dallas if I'm going to the playoffs right now. They have the most opportunistic defense in the league. They have potential defensive player of the year. Obviously, defensive rookie of the year. Trayvon yeah. Diggs is a ball hawk. And you have this offense that if it's coming alive now, man, this is a tough, tough team Dan to play. Dan Quinn is completely changed around. Yeah, Apples. man, that, that, that conversation is really tough. You saw man. he turned down the Jaguars' uh, head coaching spot? They no, to interview he, him. he turned it Why down do to, to interview these next two weeks. He said that he's dedicating his time to... Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good because, you know, I, I feel like he's in a perfect spot in Dallas. You don't, you don't think he'd be a head coach again? Or should I think he? he could be, and if, if he wants to, he will be. Dallas has to throw him a back to stay. The quarterback I'll coach for the, the Texans. Uh, yeah, the Texans. Pep Hamilton. That would be an interesting candidate for the Jaguars. That's not what we brought up last week. Pep Hamilton is not going to get a coach, head coach in doubt. You don't think so? I am like 100% sure he's not. Why, though? I don't know why. Think he'll interview? Um, maybe. They should bring him in. They have the, the highest rated prospect in NFL history on their team. Why not put someone who's a quarterback genius and bring him in? Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it makes too much sense. Yeah. This is for you. All right. Vic Fangio said that he deserves another year in Denver. Do you agree with that? I do believe that, truthfully. Vic Fangio, this season specifically, has been amazing, or at least coached up an excellent defense. And his strength is defense. This season, we're, I think, right now, number one in terms of points per game, game, sixth in yards. We've let up the fewest touchdowns, uh, rushing touchdowns this season. Uh, We've let up the, the... the fifth fewest yards for for passing yards. Vic Fangio has done his job for what he runs and what he is he specializes in. Vic Fangio has done more than his job right now, as it currently stands. We need offensive talent, and by offensive talent, I mean a quarterback that can actually elevate the play of a Jerry Judy, who I have supremely high on Cortland Sutton, who we've seen this season take a huge step back. And I don't think that is because of his ACL because he has shown me that there's been flashes this season where Cortland Sutton can be great or has been great. It's just, it's been a while. We need a quarterback that's going to get him the ball accurately and down the field. I thought Drew Locke had a good game. Drew Locke did have a good game. I do believe that also. I just think that, I need it consistently, and I need a quarterback that's not going to be scared to throw the ball. And whether Drew Locke was scared or not so last week. you think week, he's throw, scared? I mean. I feel like, if anything, it's the opposite. I don't know, man. It, I feel like you're pressing, and that, being scared, pressing is being scared. You're trying to do much. You're, being, you're scared. I need a quarterback that's calm, that has been in this situation, that knows what's up. I'm not blaming Fick for our offensive woes. Offensively, our run our run game has been excellent. When when both Javante and Melvin Gordon have I I forget the stat off the top of my head. It, it when they rush for over when I think each of them rush for 
or they have more than 15 carries each. We've never lost. We haven't lost this year when both of them have over 15 touches. I'm I'm weary on the number of carries, but I know it's one of those numbers that let me know, Joel. I'll try to find it. That being said, until we get a quarterback, because that's ultimately not on him. That's on John Elway, who hasn't been able to do it for years. Since Peyton Manning has left, we've gone through 10 different quarterbacks, and none of them have been able to do the job. Teddy Bridgewater has by far and away done the best job, and I want to give him all the praise in the world. Teddy, you were excellent this season. But he's not the quarterback to take us to that next height that we could get to with this amazing defense. We saw what Peyton Manning did, who everyone loves to criticize, that he was washed, that he got backpacked by a defense. Well, we are we don't have the, the caliber defense that we had when we were uh, in the Super Bowl in 2016, but we have a highly ranked defense this season. And if we had a passable quarterback, we'd be winning games. We went, we had the number one seed in the AFC with Brock Osweiler. We need someone that could come in and be more, that can elevate the players that we have already. And I think that that needs to be the main primary focus going into this next season. If we have to trade three first-round picks for a Russell Wilson, for Aaron Rodgers is going to be free agent, so let's not talk about him. Deshaun Watson, we don't know about him, and, and I know that it's iffy to talk about Deshaun Watson nowadays. If everything clears up with him, if not, who knows. But I'm more than willing to throw the three first-round picks at Deshaun Watson as well. This is the piece that we're missing. What do we need draft picks for? We already have the defensive talent. We have the offensive talent. We paid Sutton. Melvin Gordon's going to be a free agent. We don't necessarily need Melvin Gordon. Our offensive line's passable. Javante Williams is going to be a top 10 back next season if he has the backfield to himself. I know that. We need a quarterback that's going to elevate our play, and if it's costing us draft picks, so be it. Goodbye. You want to go full Rams? We, the Rams had the, the... Think about it. When was the last time the Rams had a first-round pick? It's been years. Derek Goff, I think. That was their last first-round pick. I think so. And that might that's one of their worst draft picks. Because they had Ramsey they traded two first for, and they had Stafford they traded two first for. Vic Fangio, 7-9 his first season, 5-11 last season, 7-8 this year. Defensive ranks in terms of points from his first year to now, 10th, 25th, 1st. Defensive ranks in terms of yards from his first year to this year, 12th, 21st, 6th. So the the defense has improved under him. He is one of the more brilliant defensive minds in football. Brandon Staley, that's where he got his scheme from. Like his scheme is used around the league. Joe Barry with the with the Packers. His scheme is used around the league. So this is a brilliant defensive minded guy. But he's one in twenty one in games when trailing at halftime. He's five and eleven against the AFC West. And Pat Shermer is not looking like the best offensive coordinator hire. He's not. Now, now, Drew, I want to ask you this because before the season when Teddy Bridgewater was named as the starter, you weren't high on it. So looking back at it now, would you have done it differently? I still stand firm on what I said. I feel like what I said was absolutely spot on. We know what Teddy's what Teddy is. We know Teddy's ceiling. He showed that. We, we weren't any better than what I was expecting. We weren't any any worse than what I was expecting. I thought we could be a playoff team with the team we had. Teddy had us in that type of position. But are you a bit my concern, are you a, are you a bit upset that the Broncos 
chose to win with Teddy, have a limited ceiling, rather than develop Drew Locke I'm and not. see what he is. I'm not. I'm not. Because what what happened, what I, what I wanted to see when Drew Locke came in, he showed. If Drew Locke came in and he was not good, I was fine with it. Because I would have rather just tank to get a good draft pick and then use that as draft capital. Yeah, but at some point, if you're five weeks in and you're one and five, Teddy comes in, you win six, seven games. Do you think that? Because early in Maybe. the season, our schedule was insanely easy. We went three and zero to start, and then we went three and three, four and three, three and four. I know, but at some point, like say those, you win the first three, then Locke struggles for the next five weeks. Teddy eventually is going to come in. And you're going to win some games. I don't think you you're not going to give if Drew Locke struggles for a month. You're not giving him another twelve games or ten games. You know what I'm saying? I would have been fine with Locke struggling because, again, like I said, I want well. One, we drafted him in the second round. All this talk about Drew Locke being good. Whether you saw it or not, give him that opportunity. That's what I wanted. And if we were bad, I would have lived with it because, like I said, you use it as draft capital. Because I don't think we were as aggressive on the QB market this past uh, this past offseason because we genuinely believe we had a chance at Aaron Rodgers. Because all the talk that draft day was that the Broncos were in high-intensity high, high like talks an hour before the draft started. to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So if we believe that we're going to get Aaron Rodgers this offseason, it is what it is. However... Us not starting Drew Locke and Teddy Teddy coming in, that's fine. But then now you're putting us in this middle ground where we're not going to have a high draft pick. We're going to have yeah. from the, the, the 10 to the 15th pick. And that pick's good, sure. But it's not the, the four, the five that you could really use to really attract the team to want to trade with you. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And at least in this draft class, like I mentioned with the tech... or. I think we were talking about the Broncos actually earlier. Like this is a draft class where if you are in the middle of the first round, there's going to be quarterbacks available. Where last year it was really just Mac Jones who was outside of the top ten. Mm-hmm. But you're reaching. Yeah, but, but if, if, 15, if a quarterback hits, it's not a reach. Yeah, but like, I'm okay reaching on a quarterback. I don't. I guess if, if you hits, think, if, if there's yeah, any took, position yes. you're going to reach on, it's a quarterback. Well, we took Paxton Lynch twenty third. We, we took Drew Lock in the second. I'm I'm tired of mediocre like mediocrity at the quarterback position. You know who the Broncos are going to draft? I need a lock. They're going to draft not Drew Lock. Carson Strong. I don't want us to draft a quarterback. Well, you're banking on getting an elite quarterback that might not be available. Matty Ice will be available. Russell Wilson, if they don't fire That's, Pete Carroll, will be available. Aaron Rodgers wins a championship. I do firmly believe he'll retire. They lose, he'll be available. We're a very enticing location sure. to come play. Yeah, I think, yeah, Russ, even still, I feel like Seattle's going to do everything they can to keep him. But again, what, what have they really done to keep him outside of DK well, this and season, Lockett? They, Nothing. They, they, they brought didn't. in the offense, a few offensive linemen. They brought in Gerald the Everett. The offensive line's still mid. I know. But Gerald Everett's It's the first mid. time they're trying. Like, they kind of came out because Russ pushed them. He Good. Was, rightfully yeah, he, so. 100%, as he should have. But we haven't really seen that in the past. And this season, this offseason, he said, you know, I need help. And they kind of did that. In terms of Fangio being fired, that's a tough one for me because I don't is he necessarily the answer like your future head coach forever? I don't know. The defense has gotten better this year, but they kind of regressed year one and year two from year one to year two, I should say. And you guys came to down be, and wins. To be fair, we had a lot of injuries on the secondary. I feel like guys are Michael, injured. Michael Ojemudia was our best secondary player last season. Callahan, Bryce was Callahan amazing, as yes. well, yes. Um, but then, Michael Ojemudia, who was like a, a, a late round draft pick, who we ended up relying on supremely. Yeah, Bradley Chubb's been hurt basically since that draft too, day, it yeah. seems like. This season he's been solid. Yeah, That's, he's been banged up though. Yeah. He was on the IR earlier true, this year. True, true, true. Um, it's hard. Me and Drew were talking before we got here. 
you're in such a tough division. You're going to be facing Mahomes and Andy Reid and Herbert and Brand Staley and Derek Carr, regardless of where he goes, he's still, you know, a top 15 quarterback at the minimum. So I don't hate the idea of kind of zigging while everyone zags and you go for that defensive minded person. And Fangio is probably the right guy for that, you know, for that um, mindset you want. If you want a defensive minded team who's going to have to go after these high level quarterbacks. But like Drew said, it's going to come down to quarterback. It doesn't matter what coach you have. If it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke or this type of level guys, you're going to be praying for a wild card for the next 10 years. Because if you don't have, you could have the best head coach in the game, but if you don't have a quarterback and an offense, an offense that can compete with these guys, you need to have an elite level defense. And it's extremely hard to have an elite level defense year in and year out. The last time we saw it was really Legion of Boom. And even still, you see how quick that could just turn around and evaporate into nothing. Make a great point. Another team that's dealing with some turmoil within their organization are the New York Giants. And it was reported that they are expected to bring back Joe Judge and Daniel Jones next season. Now, is this the right move? I see you shaking your head, Joel. This was my exact point last week when we talked about who has the better future, Judge or Giants. Because the Giants are going to go into this offseason. They're going to hire a new GM. But you're going to have to find a GM who's fine keeping Daniel Daniel Jones and Joe Judge. Maybe you have the kind of, you know, give him a little wink, nudge, nudge, like, hey, a year from now, you'll be able to pick your quarterback and be able to pick your head coach. But at that point, why don't you fire your guys? At the bare minimum, the Giants should be saying to any GM candidate, hey, it's up to you. We like Judge. We like Daniel Jones. But at the end of the day, you're going to be the one running this team. It's kind of what we saw with Joe Douglas. When we first hired, we hired Joe Douglas. It was a weird hire. We hired him in like May after McCagnan paid millions and millions of dollars to Le'Veon Bell, CJ Mosley, um, hired Adam Gase. So it kind of came in in a weird situation too where, you know, Joe Douglas didn't have his guys, but eventually we gave him the reins and well, more than anything, it was because Adam Gase was terrible and Sam Darnold was terrible, but it's the same thing. Like I want my GM to come in and have a a full, it's his decision. You pick your head coach and together you guys find out your quarterback, your staff and everything like this. Because in this case, you're really limited whatever GM you want. Whatever GM that's going to want to come to the Giants, they have to be on board with the owner and be like, yep, this is going to be your guy for a year. And I have more faith in Joe Judge. I know Drew is a bit of a Daniel Jones guy. I'm completely out on him at this point. Jesus, completely. Who's better? Who's better, Daniel Jones or Davis Mills? Daniel Jones. I don't. I think that's a conversation. Why? Because Dan- Davis Mills has shown his rookie year to be pretty damn good. <laughs> like he's he's pretty I, okay. I, I understand what you're you saying. You know that Davis Mills' that rookie year can't compare to Daniel Jones's, right? Why? Because Daniel Jones threw for 24 touchdowns and 12 picks, and he's regressed. Yeah, because and he's how many been, fumbles? Nine his rookie year. He okay, had a he lot had of fumbles, fumbles but bro, he threw twenty four touchdowns and he had twenty turnovers. You know how many three hundred yard games he had as, how many? as a rookie? How many? I'll search it up for you. I'll right say now. Davis Mills has at least three. He does. He uh, let me tell you this because I said it last week and I'll say it again. Earlier this season, when all was right with the Giants, Daniel Jones was the highlight because I know for a fact we sat here and said Daniel Jones has taken a huge leap from last season to this season. We sat here and we gave Daniel Jones his praise. Then Andrew Thomas goes out. Then his number one weapon goes out in Sterling Shepard. Kenny Galladay's in and out of the lineup. Tony's in and out of the lineup. Saquon's out of the lineup. Injuries happen to every team. Daniel Jones had five. Davis Mills has three right now. Okay. And a significant less starts. And I'm pretty sure Dan Jones came in week three. Am I wrong? Against the Buccaneers. Whatever that week that Buccaneers. Davis Moses started nine games this year. Daniel Jones started 
started 12. Okay. All right. Now, listen, it is comparable. That being said, when if Andrew Jones, Jones started all 16, he probably could have broke the rookie touchdown record. He might have been able to. He, that being that said, 24 with 20 turnovers. When Andrew Thomas is in and out, when in when he's in the lineup and when he's out of the lineup, there's a significant difference. Daniel Jones was put in a tough situation this year. And like every season with the Giants, the offensive line has been atrocious. And these it, weapons it hasn't changed. that you mentioned are also always injured. I agree. But Tony we, has not been able to stay healthy. But we, okay, but Tony, we can't say always Kenny injured. Galladay, he's a rookie. Kenny yes. Galladay. Right. Saquon Barkley. Sterling Shepard, not recent. Saquon Barkley, that was messed up, man. He he, he messed up his ankle backpedaling on, a, on, a, on the end of a route. It was incredibly unfortunate. But my point being, to wrap it up, because let's go to the next topic really soon. To wrap it up. When Daniel Jones had his guys, he was solid. More than solid. Really good. Damn good borderline. Yeah, he had good games. So now because he had he put back into the same situation that he did in last season, he's reverting back to those ways and he's really doing as much as he can. Give it next season, let these guys be healthy, and then you you just go move on after the rookie right, contract. This is, this is the last year I want to see from Daniel Jones than next year. Because at least from Joe Judge's perspective, their calling card last year. Even though you know you're talking about Daniel mm-hmm. Jones, their mm-hmm. calling card was defense last year. Even though they were six and ten, they were ninth in points per game, tenth in rushing yards per game, and middle of the pack in passing yards. This year they're regressed. They're four and eleven under Joe Judge. They have the twelfth most points per game, the seventh most seventh most rushing yards per game, and they're still about the same in terms of passing. So they haven't progressed at all under Joe Judge. I'm out on Daniel Jones. I've been out on him for a long time. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. I don't think he's the answer for the Giants. And Maybe Joe Judge is, but I'm a firm believer that Daniel Jones is going to pan out in New York. I just checked the Knicks right now. Julius Randle has five points. Well, he finished with five points. No. Yeah. And he had 12 yesterday against Minnesota. I told you he doesn't perform on non-nationally televised games, bro. What you They played the Pistons. Ooh. He had five points. Pistons okay, suck, no? to talk about the Giants, Joe Judge is 10-21 as a head coach, 6-10 and last season, 4-11 this season. You have to give Joe Judge another year. You have to give Daniel Jones another year as well. Daniel, I think rookie quarterbacks should get four years to show players. Quarterbacks should get four years if if you draft them to show how good they can be. Joe Judge last season was praised as a great hire. This season, he's getting a lot of backlash, but that's how the New York market is. That's how it is. He's dealt with so many injuries to Daniel Jones, to Kenny Galladay, to Tony. Shepard is out for the year. Nick Gates, who was playing really well and then got hurt for the season. Andrew Thomas, Nate Soldier, who's injured now. Matt Park just tore his ACL. They have a lot of injuries, and I think the worst move they made was hiring Jason Garrett to be their OC. You needed to develop Daniel Jones. That was a bad move. You needed to bring in a proven guy. And they didn't do that. Jason Garrett has never proven to to be a developmental coach. Daniel Jones flashed in his second year, in his first year. His second year, he limited the turnovers. Didn't have the touchdowns, but he limited the turnovers. This past season, this current season, he's been limiting his turnovers. So he needs one more year with a consistent supporting cast for me to completely rule him out as a bust and not a quarterback that can at least be a serviceable starter for your team. So I think they deserve one more year. And Dave Gettleman is probably out at this point. And it's weird because from 1979 to 2017, the Giants had three GMs. They're about to have their third GM in the last five years. 
So they have not had consistency. But this ownership has to be patient. If you fire a coach after his second year, it shows impatience. There are moments where it's warranted, like a Freddie Kitchen situation, where you have a boatload of talent and you're just you're just a disappointment. But with the Giants, it's not a boatload of talent. When they're healthy, it is. But when they're not healthy, they don't have any they don't have depth. They have first round picks. They have a lot of draft capital. Let Joe Judge and whatever GM comes into the picture, draft their guys, give him another year. If it doesn't pan out, it doesn't pan out. But to this point, it doesn't feel like Joe Judge has made horrible picks. They drafted Xavier McKinney. He's a Pro Bowl level safety. They drafted Andrew Thomas. He's been a really damn good left tackle. Kadarius Toney has shown flashes. They th- these picks haven't been bad. Dexter Lawrence is a really good pick. Aziz Ojolari has been a really good pick. So they have done good in the draft. Let them have another year in the draft, and let's see where it goes. I don't think anybody should rush to try to get these guys out the building. Yeah, I want to apologize. So Aziz was kind of mid, but he's having a really good rookie season. And so, also, the Giants sort of won six this year with everyone healthy. So that's it. But he Daniel Jones played well, and they lost a a, a good amount of tough games early in this in the early in that season. That Washington game came down to an offside that they should have won. It did. Help me out. Uh, Denver week one they lost by two they, touchdowns. No, that that was a smoke show. Atlanta they lost by a field goal. That was, New Orleans that was they won they in overtime. Won. Dallas they got smoked by twenty four. The Rams got smoked by twenty seven. But that's been the story of the Giants really. For the past couple seasons, they go out, lose these tough games early in the season, and it kind of is like the storybook ending for them for the whole year. They're going to get. They're going to have two top ten picks in a draft. Yep, which would be lit. big. Yeah, this is. I, there's some Giants fans that want to trade both for Russ. They probably would have to. Yeah, I wouldn't be out on that. I would. I miss Russell Wilson. But they have yeah. no Joe offensive Burr line. Said Joe Burrow would save the Giants. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm going to do that in heart because he's. Like twenty three, that's why he's better. No, but I'm saying for your franchise quarterback. Better? Yes, the up the, we know what Wilson is. That's a great yeah, top quarterback. Top, Burrow when he was <laughs> yeah. at his peak, he was top two, top three. Whoa, yeah, Brady, better. Rogers, Russ. How many Three's seasons was that for? Like two there? seasons, maybe. Okay, still this is or one. And this is also I saw his peak. It was the yeah. Burrow's going to be a top five quarterback, bro. Is he ever going to be in conversation for best? Because that's might, what Russ was. He might was. be in conversations for best season. Yeah. Can I see him winning an MVP like Matt Ryan? Absolutely. I was going to say, because the only young ones I could think, like Herbert, Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tua. Anywho, Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach is <laughs> going to be there sooner rather than later, but you know that's for another day. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, that's my guy. Staying on the topic of the NFC East, the Eagles are 8-7 and seven right now. They hold the seventh and final wild card spot in the NFC. Their last two games are against Washington and Dallas. They started two and five, and since then they've been six and two. And in that stretch, they had the second ranked offense, the fifth ranked defense. Have the Eagles been the surprise team of the NFL? And just an FYI, this this was my surprise team of the NFL. Nice, bro. Yeah, thanks. I <laughs> nice. appreciate that. You know, I'll pick the Vikings. The Vikings had the Vikings just. They should be better than what they are. We tried telling you. You said the surprise team in the NFL or the surprise team in the NFC? That's the question, correct? NFC, yep. Okay. And in my opinion, before the season, I said the Eagles are going to win eight to nine games. I actually said they'd be nine and eight because they're one of the few teams that have a top 10 offensive and defensive line. 
They bolstered up their secondary with Anthony Harris. And I'll get into what they've been doing for, for you know, for why they've been having so much success. Or I'll probably just get into it now. Landon, Landon Dickerson moved to left guard. That's really bolstered their offensive line. He's been borderline elite at left guard. He probably should have been in contention for pro, a Pro Bowl spot at that position. They've switched to this three safety rotation between Anthony Harris, Rodney McLeod, and Marcus Epps. McLeod is coming off an ACL injury. At first, they were playing him a lot of snaps, but now his snaps have been decreased. He's been more efficient. TJ Edwards, starting at linebacker, 100-plus tackles this season, he's been amazing. But the biggest turnaround has been their emphasis on the run game. They have 10 straight games of 100-plus rushing yards. Five of those games, they've had over 200, large part to their running back committee in Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, and Miles Sanders. And they have this outstanding blocking rookie tight end and Jack Stoll, who has been a fantastic blocker. And Jalen Hurts has been the best dual threat quarterback this season, in my opinion. Yeah, you have your Kyler. Yeah, you have your Lamar. But I think Jalen Hurts has been the best at just combining the two and He's been he's helped this offense a lot in that time span. Kyler's better, there's no doubt. Lamar's better, there's no doubt. But Jalen Hurts has really bursted onto the scene, and I think a lot of people counted him out before this season started. They're the surprise team. I thought they would be the surprise team, so I guess they weren't the surprise to me. But to everybody else, this this was a team projected to win four game four games. Jonathan Gannon as a defense coordinator has been amazing. Nick Sirianni, the hire at first, was frowned upon, but He's proven to be a damn good play caller, and they've been awesome. Granted, the schedule hasn't been tough. They have wins over the Falcons, the Panthers, Lions, Broncos, Saints, Jets, Washington, and Giants. So this isn't an easy schedule, but part of the reason why I thought they'd be a surprise team is because their schedule was easy. That's why. So next year, maybe they go back down down to earth, but this season they're playing really well. I feel like my surprise team are the most surprising team this year, Cardinals. Yeah. Cardinals, 10-5 and five record. Points per game, offensively, they're number 10 with 26.3. Defensively, points per game, they allow 20.4, which is top five. Yards per game, they're number eight. Offensive yards per game, in terms of their defense, they're number eight. Offensively, defensively, they've just taken a huge step. I feel like the most surprising part for me personally was the defense. Now, since J.J. Watt's been out, the defense hasn't been the same. That duo of Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, was immaculate with Marcus Golden also taking a huge step in his game, also being for a good portion of the the season one of the sack leaders. Then you had JJ Watt, who was so effective in the run in the run game, you really couldn't do anything against them. Pass rush, they had you. Run stop, they had you. Secondary, they were the, these guys who me personally once Pat Pete left, I didn't think they had really good. They had they didn't have a great secondary. Buda Baker has stepped up tremendously, and the corners that they have on the side have done the job more more than. I think that this would probably be my biggest surprise because no one had them being higher than fourth in the division. You had Seattle, who everyone thought would be Seattle, who I was going to say most surprising in the opposite sense, but we're talking positive, so Seattle's out there. Then you had the Rams, who I was supremely high on, who I believe would win the division. And then you had San Fran, who people 100% believed in. And there's not, that's, there's not a bad thing. The Niners are a great team. I'm pretty. Didn't you have them winning the division? Yeah. I mean, they were on. They're in the preseason. They were on paper one of the better teams in the NFC. With that being said, though, do you think Arizona is a better team than San Fran or the Rams? 
Are we talking record, right, right, record now, aside. right now? Record aside. Right now, it's it sucks that D-Hop isn't going to be there. Because I feel like with D-Hop, this is a conversation for me to have. And I would be willing to say that they would be better than San Fran. The Rams I, Rams, I couldn't say personally. We know my opinion on the Rams. But I do think when healthy, they're, they, they could be better than both of them. That being said, right now, as stands, I still probably will lean Arizona over San Fran. But it's close. Without D-Hop, things get interesting. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm in agreement. I thought the Cardinals have been the most impressive team. And I don't think that's really an indication of them not being a good team, but rather their division. I'm sorry. He's giving me the, those goofy looks. <laughs> he's, ready, he's ready to go home. Um, I think... I am home. Yeah, that's facts. Um, <laughs> um, I just think yeah, it was... The way the, he said that was funny as hell. I think it was just the NFC West just being so dominant. Like, the Rams were Super Bowl favorites coming into the season once they got Matt Stafford. We expected Russell Wilson to have a Russell Wilson season with the Seahawks, even though their team was really decimated just across the board on paper. They, they weren't a great team, but we expected Russ to just be Superman. And then the San, Fran, uh, the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy G back and healthy for a full season. Their defense with Joey Bosa uh, or Nick Bosa I think we were just expecting all of these teams to really perform higher than um, at least to their expectations in the Cardinals. We kind of expected them to be around a 500 team when it was really the opposite. I mean, the Cardinals came out, start the season on fire. They were the number one seed for months at a time. Kyler was the MVP favorite for a long time there. They've kind of cooled down now, but I still think it's fair to say they're the most surprising team. I've always been a Jalen Hurts fan. We talked about it earlier on the show. I thought... Wentz should have started earlier in the season last year, or Hurst should have started earlier in the season over Wentz. They kind of put him in the last month of the season, and he showed out. So it wasn't a shock to me that the Eagles are a borderline playoff team. That's kind of where I had them because I was higher on Washington, actually. They're, they've been awful this year, but I thought it was going to be the Eagles and the Cowboys to really compete for the NFC East. Cowboys have obviously taken it over from this point, but the Eagles being a borderline playoff team doesn't surprise me. I'm really high on Jalen Hurts. If you're able to run the ball, their offensive line has been really good this year. Landon Dickerson was, he was a late round pick too, I want to say, right? Uh, he was a second round pick. Second? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm thinking Creed Humphrey. Um, he was second round pick too. What? Was he? Yeah. Oh, I'm tweaking. Um, I don't know who I was thinking of then. Um, but they were late. Lo- well, late second. Creed Humphrey was late second. Um, yeah, but regardless... I saw Jalen Hurts, a run-first offense. It kind of took a little bit while, like a few months into the season, for them to really um, you know, commit to the run game. And even so, I think Miles Sanders is the most talented, and he still hasn't, hasn't gotten as much touches. Maybe that's for the best because he really hasn't been able to stay healthy over these last couple of years. Tragic. But, um, yeah, I think the Eagles are a surprising team in terms of uh, – I'm sorry, the Cardinals are the most surprising team, but the Eagles didn't really surprise me. I think a borderline playoff team was kind of what I expected. Yeah, that's facts. I was doing those phases because – Whenever I watch like Colin Coward do interviews, he always he stays animated. Like when I watch interviewers give interviews, they're like, while somebody is talking, they're like, "I know what you're talking about." I just couldn't look at you because I was gonna start laughing, so I was just looking at the wall. <laughs> like they're so they're so like serious and like they're like this. <laughs> I'm like, bro, they're so funny. Like they're they're acting so much. When I get into my monologue, I kind of just like stare at Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Yeah, that's for some reason. I just look at him and I kind of just start going off the the knob. Yeah, we have a Nets poster right mm-hmm. there, and Jason Kidd is the one. Facts. On it, yeah. Just stare at Jason Kidd. <laughs> it just I'm just saying that because he's the obvious standout in that picture, but I kind of just lock in here and then the occasional. But go ahead. On to the final segment of this show: NFL Pick'em Week Seventeen. Now, first game, Giants versus Bears. Who's winning? 
Ooh. That's interesting because the Giants have the Bears first round pick. Giants have the Bears first round pick. Yeah. So the Giants might want to win. It's kind of like a win win lose lose. Like, no, they I, have to win. Yeah. they. I think they. Oh, yeah. You're right. Because, yeah. You either win and your pick gets better and theirs gets worse or you lose, theirs gets better. I think the Bears win. Um, is Fields playing? Do we know? Right now, he is projected. Uh, I've to talked play. all Man, this. And they won with Nick Foles last week. What you talking about? I talked so poorly on the Giants, so I'll pick the Bears. I'm picking the Bears, and if Nick Foles is there, you know what's going on. They're going to win. You picked the who? I picked the Bears. Jaguars versus Patriots. Oof, Pats. Pats, but I do think Trevor has a good game, believe it or not. Let's see how Trevor does against that defense. Yeah. I have the Patriots in this one. Rams versus Ravens. Ramley. Ramley, baby. I, like Let's you ride. said, Lamar practice today. He was limited. He was limping around the video I saw. I don't I don't know if he plays. If he does, I don't think he's that effective. I got the Rams, Buccaneers versus Jets. Oh, this is going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> I'm going Bucks. Yeah. You're going to the game, right? Mm. That's lit. See the goat. I, I hope it's not. I know Brady's your guy, so you're probably not going to be mad if he beats us. I won't. Yeah, I won't. You're you can be sick, smiling. You're sick me, bro. Let's go, Brady. Yeah. Bring my Brady jersey with me. Oh, my God. Yo, are you going to wear it? Nah, I'm going to wear my Zach, man. <laughs> I'm wear my Zach, man. Zach's going to have a big time game. I got the Jets in this one. Okay. Yep. I respect nice. that. Yep. Okay. Tough. Yep. Falcons versus Bills. 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 I got the Bills. Chiefs versus Bengals. This is a fun game. I'm going Chiefs. I'll tell you what. They're about to show the, the worldwide Bengals. Pretenders. Yeah. I got the Chiefs too, though. I've been riding with them. I got the Bengals in this game. Dolphins versus Titans. Talked about it. I got I got the Titans in this one. Finn family, we're riding. You know the vibes. Let's go, Dolphins. I know earlier in the show I said I'm picking the Titans, but... No, no, no. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. Stop it right now. I think I just have I won't return. I won't return. I won't come back. The Dolphins are going to win. I'm shocked. I got the Titans. Yeah, thank God. Raiders versus Colts. Indy. I'm going Colts. I got the Colts in this one. Eagles versus Washington. My guy, Jalen Hurts, man. Eagles. I'm fading Washington, man. I actually think Washington wins. Bro, they stink, bro. I I think they got... Embarrassed, they did on Sunday Night Football, and they they need a bounce back game. I think they win this one. Broncos versus Chargers. Chargers, big bounce back game. I'm going Broncos. I think we need a bounce back game. Well done. And I'll be honest, our run game is about to torch them. That's true. I'm going with the Chargers in this one. I think they need this one to stay in the playoff hunt, and that's why I got them. Texans versus 49ers. Niners. Niners. I got the Niners. Lions versus Seahawks. Every time I pick the Lions, they lose. I'm going Seahawks. Seahawks. I'm going with the Lions. I hope so. We need a higher pick. Yeah, I'm reverse strengthening us. That's why. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to go Seahawks. Yep. Cardinals versus Cowboys. Game of the week. Them boys, they're going to keep rolling. Yeah, I think the Cowboys found something last week, man. Yep, I got the Cowboys in this one. Panthers versus Saints. Oof. Depends who's starting. Taysom's back, I'm pretty sure. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sam Darnold's also starting for the Panthers. I did I, see that. I don't actually. know if like Cam's expected to play like red zone or something, but Darnold's gonna at least be the first snap, whatever that means. Who that got it? Yeah, I don't trust the Panthers. What they're doing at all is just weird to me. I think the Panthers are gonna win this game surprisingly. They stink, bro. Dude, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're doing. Sunday night football, Vikings versus Packers. Absolutely got, excellent game. You got, I got bro? the Vikings in this one. I'm shocked. They're supposed to be the Rams, too. I told you, bro. You said they it were was being, a close game. You no, said they were being the Rams and the Packers. Bro, the refs bailed out the Rams. Okay. I told you 
They might not make the playoffs. They're making the playoffs, bro. They're going to beat the Vikings. The they're going to beat the Packers. The Eagles are going to make the playoffs, no. and they're not. No, they're going to beat the Packers, bro. They're going to beat them. Packers are guaranteed winning. No, they're not. I also got the Packers. The Vikings are winning this game. You know that the Packers... Uh, in Lambeau? You know that the Packers punter's out? Throw a little money on this, then. Okay. <laughs> like, no, I'm saying the Packers... He's the one that holds the field goal kicks, bro. That's throw, that's throw, a big thing. That's true. Basic money on this. Bad this year, though. And their punter's one of the best punters in the NFL. I think Aaron Rodgers. Throw a little money on this. And Aaron Jones. And I'll bet you $20 they, the Done. Vikings win this game. Done. All right. I'll bet you $20. All Hell right. yeah. I'm going Minnesota all day, bro. All right. Say less. It's crazy. They're going to beat him twice. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. In Lambeau. Yes. All right. All right. Browns versus Steelers. Steelers are going to win this game. Browns. This is tough, man. I think Baker needs a bounce back game, so I'm going with the Browns. I'd say so well, well, man. Steelers. Steelers, surprise team. Oh, they just choked it, actually. Oh, they're, was, they're bad. Which bro. was huge because my fins are just going to continue to yeah, rise. The Steelers stink. So that's going to do it for this episode, one, episode 141 oh, of the Pick Aside podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Pickaside Podcast, on Twitter at Pickaside Pod. Drop us a rating on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. It helps tremendously. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you next time.